On today's show, me and the guys are going to break down Johnny Depp's marriage situation, and we're going to talk about our top five beers. Towards the tail end, we're going to give out our first gift card for our voicemail segment, and of course, end the show with some listener questions. Corey with a K, let's rock. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, this is Rolski, and we are back with another action-packed Sip and Serve podcast live from the Sip and Serve studio. At the table with me tonight, we have got Corey with the K, and across the table, I've got DG. What's happening, DG? Hey, man, I'm, I'm excited for tonight's show. I mean, we, we got a good show planned, I think. Um, I think the listeners will like it. You know, last week, we talked a lot of NBA, and... That's okay because you know we're we're sports fans and NBA fans on this show. But I feel like last week, if if you weren't so much of an NBA fan, that might have been, I don't know, you maybe not, wouldn't have been as interested. But I feel like this this week's episode is for anybody and everybody. I mean, there's something in this episode for everybody. So I'm excited, and I know you're excited. I mean, I've I, it's been a while since I've seen you this this excited. So I mean, tell us what's going on down there, DG. I have been amped up all freaking day since I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning and I I took a shower and I never do this when I got to go to work. I turned on some Spotify, man. I rocked out to some classic rock in the shower. Listened to a little Aerosmith. Dream on! Dream on! It just got me going and I had a great day today. You know what? We're recording a podcast. Last night... Or yesterday, I turned 30 years old, the Dirty 30. Dirty 30. And I, you know, my celebration, I mean, we had a, I had a few beers with my family last night. You know, we got some pizza and some wings. That's my type of birthday meal. I don't need steak. I don't need a big meal. Let's have a few beers. Let's sit around the kitchen table and let's just talk and have a good time. Let's get some pizza, some wings. That's what I'm about. So we did that. Tonight, like I said, we're recording our podcast. Tomorrow morning... I'm hopping on a freaking jet, and I'm going south, brother, to celebrate. Uh-oh. I'm going south. Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach, Myrtle oh, Beach. Man, my favorite place on earth. You know, it's going to be a little different this year because I usually drive. So, you know, I usually leave at midnight. So I'm waking up early in the morning, and I'm hopping on a jet. Yeah, I called it a jet. I like, no, we don't we don't ride on planes when you're Rolski. We ride on jets. 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 Jetting down So there. I'm getting on a jet. And we're flying down. So, like I said, I usually drive, and I don't have to worry about that this time. I got an hour flight. I'm going to be there in one hour instead of a 10-hour drive, and I'm freaking amped up, dude. I love Myrtle Beach. I love it. I'm excited for you. I'm not going, but I I feel like I'm going. Uh, It's going to be a great time, and I can't wait to be there. You know, the uh, few people we're staying with and the house we got, he FaceTimed me. He's down there already. He's on the beach, and... uh, you're itchy. It, it just it just made me itch, like you said. It just made me itch. I need to be there, but I'll be there soon enough. Tomorrow at ten forty six, you best bet Rolski's going to be cracking one. You're going to be like a nine year old Christmas Eve tonight, aren't you? Damn right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get into the show today, I want to give a few shout outs. Corey with the K and DG. I know you guys didn't know this was coming. It's not on the schedule tonight, but I got a few quick uh, shout outs I want to give. Um, all the way, we got a listener all the way in Australia, boys. 
all the way in Australia. Her name's Bernie from Darwin in the Northern Territory of Australia. She's a loyal listener. Just want to give a quick shout out. So you're saying that the Sip and Serve podcast is now internationally known. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Internationally known on the microphone. Keep them coming. We love all of our listeners. Don't Pre- know. Yeah. Appreciate you, Bernie. Don't matter where you are in the world today. We love y'all. Next shout out. I want to give a quick shout out to Cody. I'll see you on the beach this week. Happy 12th birthday, brother. Hope you listen. Now, I mentioned this when you guys walked in the door today. And we're, we're pretty amped up about this. We've got a listener. We've got a listener here that's been... That's been riding our ass since the beginning because he's he says his name has been dragged through the mud. Well, we're going to give him a chance to tell his story. So we're going to give him a call here. The first ever call that we're going to make on the Sip and Serve podcast. Let's see what the listeners got to say about himself. Hello. Monk. Yeah. Oh shit. You're on the uh, Sip and Serve podcast hotline. You're live. You're live on the uh, airwaves right now. You. Uh, oh, hot damn. You said. <laughs> you said that. Uh, we've been dragging your name through the mud. What do you got to say? Well, who do you want me to start with? You or DG? Start with DG because I'm gonna I'm gonna end with you. What What problem do you have with what I've said on this show? <laughs> Regarding your name, Monk. Well, what about the uh, tennis racket throwing? I mean, when when did I throw a tennis racket? You throwing tennis rackets in my backyard is just interspersed in my mind throughout my childhood. I I know for a fact I've seen you throw tennis rackets before. You know that for a fact. I know that for a fact. That is a cold hard fact. You have that on video. No, I don't have it on video, but... There you go. There you go. <laughs> Sounds like made-up stuff to me, DG. Uh, take my... I, you know, I know my tennis. I'm Federer-like, and I have a calm sense about my game, so I don't recall throwing a racket. No, uh, you're you're more curious than, than uh, Federer. <laughs> I, I, you know, I can't... I just don't remember me throwing a racket. Well, agree to disagree, so that one's cleared up. Anything else for DG, Mike? Uh, yeah, what about the uh, coaching thing where the vein in my head pops out? I mean, what is that? I mean, what is that? Well, how many? How often do you coach while you're looking in a mirror? I mean, you know, you can't see what you we can't see what you look like while you're coaching. I can tell you from personal experience when you get fired up, that vein starts to bulge. And I got <laughs> I got I got five or six buddies that can corroborate that. So. Uh, can Corey I, with a K there? Can Corey with a K collaborate that? Oh yeah, I can. I was in the locker room in that story when he, when a couple of guys were laughing and you were yelling at them. Is the vein the vein a thing or not a thing? The vein vein is definitely a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Corey, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? You're not putting up very 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 good argument here. Well, I think you guys are full of crap for one thing because I don't recall any of this stuff. Only thing I remember, DG, he might have saw Zane one time. I remember when he was playing point guard, and I was mad. And he asked me, he took a jump shot around the foul line. He asked me, came over and said, "Was that a good shot?" 
And I said, did you make it? And he said, no. And I said, well, hell, it wasn't a good shot then, was it, DC? <laughs> you, need to, you need to get off my ass. I didn't shoot very often, Monk. I knew what my role was. Well, I know. You were good at it. Yeah. You were good at it. I don't know about that. All right, you ready to argue or what? What do you got? What do you got for me? Um, well, you know, let's talk about the fishing lies. I mean, what the, I mean, oh, he can't take a fish off the hook. He can't put the hook on. He can't catch a fish. I mean, you know, what the, you know, that's a bunch of crap. By the way, you're on the Sip and Serve podcast. You can stop saying crap. You can say shit. But anyway. I got to, you know, then, then, then a, then the BG will say, well, yeah, you're getting mad. That's why you threw a racket. No, I'm calm and collected. That's why. Okay. He's, we're talking to Federer here. Okay. Okay. Well, I remember, you know, when Pete used to take us fishing back in the day and we'd catch a catfish and you were scared to death of a catfish because you said they'd sting you. Let me tell you something. They the catfish, sting the you. catfish ain't going to sting you, you big puss. What's they up? They do sting you. Oh, shit. You're hey, so, you wouldn't know because you never caught one. You're so full you of it. You know, I had to take every no, single fish. You're, 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 your fishing's not like your hunting. I haven't seen a fish, and I haven't seen a damn deer. Well, because you're scared of deer. You said, what you shoot deer for? You said, deer ain't doing nothing to you. What you shoot you deer for? That's what you sound like. You always say, oh, you always come, oh, it's all big ones. It's all big ones. I was on my camera. Oh, hell, yeah, you always see a big one, but I never see the damn thing any other way. He's never dead. Yeah, well, I got one hanging up on my wall. What'd you say about that? Whose was that? I don't know. It's about your hunting and fishing's the same. I could put ten beer in a room. I could put ten fish in a ten fish in a bathtub, and you wouldn't catch either one. Oh, you're so full of shit. You know, you went you went fishing the other day, and you texted me, and you said, "Oh, I caught ten today." Well, guess what? I didn't see a single freaking picture, did I? That's like you asking DG if he's got video evidence of you throwing your racket. Well, guess what? Well, I guess it didn't happen then, did it? Nothing to say there, do you, four eyes? I tell you what. This podcast is going under. I can find out who's in control of this, and I'm pulling the plug. I'm pulling the plug on it. Anything else? Because we know you can't catch fish. Anything else you want to argue about with me? What do you got? No, I mean, you said you wanted to clear your name, so this is your time. You're well, fine. I think I did. I think I did. I think all of you just pulled shit well, there. I said it. Shit, you pulled <laughs> shit. All of you are. I remember we were talking. We were talking grilling. In one of the episodes, yeah, and uh, you you had mentioned that Monk never grills with a gas grill or a charcoal grill because he's scared of fire. Yeah, so what do you got to say about that? Well, you know, that's true. You think I want to set myself on fire? No, I'm not stupid. <laughs> so you would rather waste the meat you buy with your, your American dollar that you earned, you would rather waste the meat on some piece of shit electric grill than actually cook it. My grilling techniques are so good, no matter what, I can throw a piece of meat over a rock and let the sun hit, and it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, okay. I've ate, I've ate your grilled food growing up, and it. Yeah, I'm not even going to tell the people yeah. what it tastes like. Yeah, well, you're just saying that now. No, Monk. I mean, you're using a George Foreman grill from 2001. I mean, George Foreman, he don't even make grills no more, so it's time to upgrade. I mean, what are we doing? It does It does the job. It does the job. It's a 2001 George Foreman, Monk. It does the job, just like my fishing rod. It's old, but it gets the job done. Okay, let me ask you this, and don't lie, because we talked about it last night at my birthday dinner. 
if your line breaks with a big fish on in it, can you tie a hook on it and it be reliable? Don't you lie. know, like I say, I can't, it's hard to get that little line through that little eye hole or whatever it is. Okay. Yeah, but yeah I, get, right. I get it through there. I get it through there. <laughs> okay, but the, do you know how to tie the right knot for that to stick? If you catch a big one, it's not going to rip off. No, you don't. That's the answer. I'll answer that for you. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> All right, Monk, your time's up. Seven minutes in. I appreciate the call. <laughs> See ya. Good Bye. stuff, Monk. See ya. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Monk Roll. Yeah, that was my father. He said he wanted to clear his name, but to be honest, I don't think he did a very good job he, at it. He really didn't put up very good arguments. Yeah, he said he wanted to call and raise hell, but... He, we kind of just drug him through the mud even more, didn't we? <laughs> he might be regretting well, that He might decision. be regretting He might call back next week with a list. He might have a list next week. He'll be ready. All right, let's move on. What's trending? What's trending? I'll tell you what's trending, DG. You, you said I was amped up. This is the content that the Sip and Serve podcast is here for. This is what it's about. You know, we did a what's trending. I can't remember. Was it episode three? Might have been. Uh, yeah, it was one of the earlier episodes. It was episodes. the earlier episode. We yep. did a what's trending topic. Okay, we haven't done it for a while because I haven't seen anything that suits us. Well, I found this this week. So, Johnny Depp, him and his wife, you know, Amber Heard, they've had uh, a marriage that's been in shambles here lately. Okay. Um, I feel like she's filed for a domestic violence restraining order in the past. Like, it, it's not going to work. But they've stayed together. But, DG, you'll never guess what this crazy bitch did. Hey, lay it on me. Johnny Depp's wife, Amber Heard, squatted and took a big old, stinky, steamy, nasty shit on his bed. Are you... That, what a crappy thing to do to someone. I mean, what a shitty situation. <laughs> right? What a shitty situation. That's just that's just crap. I mean, honestly, what the hell was going through her mind? She literally took a dump on his side of the bed. So were they are they together when this happened? They're yeah, they're married. So she's probably sleeping in that same bed, right? Not on his side, obviously. Obviously not on his side. I'll bet you Johnny couldn't sleep for shit that night. <laughs> no, I bet he couldn't either. What a shitty prank to pull. You know? I mean, honestly, what, what was going through her mind? You knew what she tried to blame it on? You know, I, be, I was reading some articles. She tried to blame it on her dog. And you know uh, Troy Pierce that's been on the podcast several times? I know, I know Troy. He said he had a uh, purse dog that yep. you'd carry around in a purse. That's what they got. And Johnny Depp uh, hired yeah. hired a like a, a part of his team, like an investigator. And the investigator said there ain't no way that little dog's putting out that big of a shit. So she let a healthy one out on the bed. So, <laughs> so Johnny comes in, he finds a turd in his on his side of the bed. Yeah, he says, "I wonder who did this. I think it might be my wife, but I'm not sure." So he goes. Well, and gets, she said it wasn't at first. She denied it. She, she blamed it, it on the dog. She denies it. He doesn't believe her. So he goes and gets one of his homeboys and says, hey, hey, let's check this out. Come up here and take a look at this, and you tell me if you think this came from a purse dog. And he takes a look at it and says, no, bro, that's human. That's all human. That is human. Wow. Can you believe that? You can't make that stuff up. You can't make it up. So when I read this, I'm just like, 
What's trending? Damn it, this is what's trending. Johnny Depp's wife is shitting on his pillow. That's what she's doing. She's literally just just bending over and squ- I mean, this lady, this woman, she's beautiful. Amber Heard. She was in Aquaman, one of the main characters. She's a beautiful lady. And I'm just sitting here, you know, I was reading it at work, and I'm just sitting there, I'm thinking, I can't imagine this woman squatting and just taking a big old dump in their bed. For one, hell, I didn't think girls pooped. You know, girls aren't supposed to poop. Yeah, I, I didn't know they did, do I, they? No, that's what I meant. Oh. Well, they obviously do now, oh. so we figured that out. The mystery's solved. Girls do poop, but, you know, wonder what he thought when he walked in and He's probably thinking, what? I mean, what the hell is this? He probably walked in. It's probably, you know, it's probably late at night. Yeah. He's probably tired. He might have been a little tipsy. He, he might have been. He might have been at work all day. You know, at, you know, on set at some movie and comes home and part to the Caribbean Twelve. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. And he comes in. He's in his PJs. He's ready to take a nice snooze. And well, what's that on? What's what is that? You know, man, I can't imagine. I can't either. That'd be upsetting. Yeah, like you said, what a what a what a uh, shitty situation he's in. DG to end the segment here. I know it was short, short and sweet, but that's what what's trending. We talked about it. Yeah, he 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 pulled he pulled the plug on the marriage. He oh. filed for divorce after yeah. she took a shit in his bed. He said that's it. I mean, they've been having problems, and this was the last straw. Last straw. You shit in my bed. We're getting a divorce. So let me ask you this. What would you do if you came home and there was a big old turd on your bed? Well, <clears throat> I know you don't have pets. We've already made that clear. Right. If I did have pets, they wouldn't be allowed on the bed at all. But uh, that's me. But, uh, okay. man, if I found a turd on my side of the bed, I w- that would be unsettling to say the least. I would really need, if I'm Johnny Depp, like I would need to know what else has was been going on. And I'll, and I'll also say there's two sides to every story, you know. This is this is what we've heard about. This has been what's been made available to the public, but we don't know what else has been going on behind the scenes. I mean, you know, maybe he's putting toothpaste in her socks every night. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know. But yeah, it, it sounded. I mean, you take the you take the the poop in the bed out of the equation. It's the rest of it's been made pretty public, and it doesn't sound like it was destined to work out. You know what I mean? This is just. This is just something that was destined to fail. So it is what it is. Hopefully they both, you know, figure it out and move on. Yeah. And, you know, when this all came out, she said, she goes, it was just a prank. It was just a prank. She tried to blame it on the dog. And then he, you know, he got his investigator, whatever, found out it was her. And she goes, it was just a prank. Well, I tell you what, if my wife ever tried to pull a prank like that on me and shit in my bed. (laughs) Not happening. No. No, because if that's if that's what she's doing, you don't want to know what I'm going to do. If that's your if if that's your type of prank, you got a world of awakening coming to you, honey. Heard that? Let's end it with that. Corey with the K D G. Our next segment here tonight. I've got a cousin of mine. He mentioned. He mentioned to me, I was talking to him, I was like, hey man, what would you what would you think would be a good, you know, topic on the show? This was several, several months ago, back when we started. We were just sitting down having a beer. And uh he says, you know what? 
He goes, what about a top five? I said, we love top fives. What do you got? He says, top five beers. I go, well, you, I mean, do you mean like the, the brand of beer? What's your top five brand? Yeah. And he goes, oh, no, no. He goes, top five beers. And he does the, the finger, the quotations. Yep. I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, how do you how do you like to enjoy a beer? I mean, if you have a beer, what are you doing and that you like to do? Setting, setting, time, time, place. I mean it I mean that's basically setting, setting, time, place. Right. So I said, Well, give me an example. And he goes, Well, what are we doing right now? He goes, I said, Well, I mean, we're we're just kind of sitting in the barn. He goes, Well, let's call it a garage beer. Okay. Okay. So like, so like, like uh, as a, let's just say a garage beer in an evening time. You get home from work, you eat supper, sun's going down. You go out, you sit in your garage in a lawn chair. You have a just a few drinks, a few beers, and you just watch the sunset before you go back in for the night. Yeah, a garage beer. Okay, all right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You got your list ready? So it's like it's like top five. Not necessarily like you were saying, not top five brands of beer, like not oh, number one Coors Light, number two Miller Light. Not that. No. It's more like top five times and or places to have a beer. Yes. Right? Or or situations. Situations. Situations to have, okay. to have a beer. Yeah, I got I got my list I, ready. I got a few I got a few situations that I'd like to Yeah. Okay. So I know it's going to be kind of hard. Me and you might overlap on these a few, but that's fine. That's fine. I, I'm sure we will. Yeah, I'm sure we will too. But, you know, I've got a few honorable mentions that I'd like to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And if, if there is are on your list, don't say they are. Let's just talk about these. I mean, we got all night here. Yeah. This is Sip and Serve Podcast. We're not on time limit. No. So my first honorable mention was a garage beer. You know, sometimes after I get done off work, I do some yard work, whatever. I go to the garage to get my lawn chair out. I got 99.7 to blitz on. Got my shirt off, kind of sweaty. I just, I just want to have a beer. Especially in the summertime. Yeah, that's, yeah, oh yeah. Summer, summer's the best. Yep. So I got my shirt off, kind of sweaty, just got done, working in the yard, whatever. I'm going to have a beer. You know what? Then I'll come in, take a shower, and I'm done. So that's a garage beer. Yeah, No, I, I dig that one, man. I bet you a lot of guys like to work on cars. You know what I mean? They got oh. they got like hot rods. So in yeah, the they could even call that a garage beer too. Yeah, putting in some wrench time so, on something and having uh, it, cracking a cold one. We don't give no free shout outs on the Sip and Serve podcast, but we got a huge racetrack in Chill Coffee, Atomic Speedway. There's a lot of people around here who uh, drive and race at Atomic Speedway, so. They, I guarantee they have garage beers working on their race cars. Absolutely, no question. Guarantee it. How about this one? How about a tailgate slash pregame beer? I didn't even consider that one in my so list, but before, that's, a, that's a great be- pick. Before the Ohio State-Michigan games, what I think, when we always go to our buddy's house at like 9 a.m., those are tailgate pregame beers. Absolutely. You got both fans talking all kind of trash to each other, sipping on a few drinks of choice. I mean, you've actually – You've actually attended Ohio State Michigan football games. Like you've been there. You've tailgated in the actual parking lot of the big house. I think I've been to three. Yeah. So that's nothing new to you. And it is awesome. You got a lot of tailgate beers under your belt. Yeah. 
yeah, I drink a lot at them pregames. And, you know, funny story, might save it, but I'm not going to mention any names, but I did have to help someone scan their ticket into the stadium at one of them pregames. So, yes, we'll save that for a different day. Yeah. How about this? Kind of basic, but can't deny it. How about a bar beer? Listen to me. You're out with your buddies on a Saturday night. You're not getting wasted or nothing. You guys are just bellied up to the bar, so you order a pizza, some chicken wings. How about a bar beer? Hey, I love it. I love it. And I know the type of bars you like to have beers at. Same ones I like to have. Yeah, so me and you could definitely go out, you know, not going to do it, but say tonight after the podcast, you say, you know what, let's go go down to the bar, let's belly up. Belly up? We know a few hole in the walls we could go to. Oh, oh. Okay. Um, I got, you know, I got a couple. Are you done with your honorable mentions? Go ahead. I got, I, I, got I got one. Um, Actually, I got two. I, I got one, and I know Corey with a K's got one, too, so I'm going to bring him in on this because okay. he already told me about it, and it's a good one. But Let's how about uh, the best time to have a beer is right after you've had a beer? <laughs> you, have a, you have a beer, and, uh, man, that thing went down smooth. Everybody knows that feeling. Anybody that drinks beer knows that feeling. Am I right? Well, I'm not going to argue that at all. So I wish I would have thought of that. Let me grab another one. That's a, that's a great time to have <laughs> hey, a beer. Hey, Corey the K, you're pretty clever. So that one was actually DG's. So mine, I, I did a six-man like we normally do. And my six-man was just a free beer. So like if you had a work function, a wedding, or just someone celebrating and they're handing out free beers, or just someone comes up and gives you a free beer. Uh, that that was going to be my sixth one, just a free one. I mean, absolutely. Who's going to turn down a free beer? Exactly. Anytime, anytime you're, anytime a free beer has been made available to you, there isn't a, there isn't a better time to have a beer than than right then and there. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm not going to argue with that, Corey the K. That's another great one. Both of you right there. DG was that was that a six man? That no, you- that wasn't. That was honorable mention. Okay, so I'm going to get back to Corey the K. Before I start, you got any more honorable mentions? Nope, that okay. was just that one. So, I mean, like I said, these might be on your guys' list. If they are, just let it go. How about, I kind of mentioned earlier, about after you get done mowing. Mow beer. Mow yeah. beer. <laughs> the hotter, the hotter, the better. Yeah. yeah. You just go back to the garage, listen to a little radio, just sip one. You ain't gonna, you don't have to drink a few. Just just get your whistle wet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, wet your whistle a little bit. Are you doing that mid-mow or after you're done? Oh, Dude, my 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 yard takes seven minutes to mow, so okay. I'll wait till after. Yeah, yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you. How about a pool beer? Okay, okay. How about I, a how about a pool beer? I can dig that. You're sitting on the, uh, I mean, you you're laying out in a chair in the sun, got your bucket cap on, some sunscreen, beer. Hop in, get on the raft, drink your beer again. I mean, you're just hanging out by the pool with your friends, listening to some music. What do you guys think? That's that's a great time for a beer. Solid. I got another one. How about a holiday beer? So, give me an example. Fourth of July. Fourth of July beer. Did you drink any beer on Fourth of July? Um, I had some beer. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, we got Labor Day, Memorial Day. Oh, man. Christmas. St. Patrick's. Now, let me tell you about my Christmas. My Christmas is so jam-packed, you guys are going to understand why I said holiday beer and I pick Christmas. So, in the morning, I wake up. 
I go to my mom's house, open up presents. That's that that ends about you know 10. So then I go to my aunt's house for breakfast. That's about ten to eleven. Then I come back to my other grandma's house for lunch and open up presents. That's from like noon to two. And then I go back to my other grandma's house and have a late lunch and open up more presents. That is like 3.30 to 5. And then I come back and at 7, I go to my cousin's, I go to my wife's house first and we have supper. That is like 7 to 8, kind of, because we leave early. Then we go to my cousin's house and we play games from like 8.30 to midnight. So do you guys understand why I said holiday beer on Christmas? Because I am, I'm jam-packed, I'm tired, we're moving all day from about 8.30 to midnight. We're on the run. No breaks, no nothing, house to house to house. So when I get to my cousin's house, we're playing games, and we're having a few drinks, we got appetizers, and that's why I said holiday as my honorable mention, because I am so ready for a dang beer yeah. at the end of Christmas night. Yeah, I get that, man. The holidays are a hectic time for a lot of people. Oh, know? I agree. I agree. Um, my in-laws live up in Westerville, and my uh, my wife's grandparents live in Yellow Springs, which is like over towards Dayton. So our Christmas day, we usually we leave our house, we drive for an hour, go up to her her parents' house, and then depending on the depending whether her grandparents are having people over or not, sometimes we'll drive over to Dayton and then, or almost to Dayton. And then some, we, some years we've got, we've gone from Dayton back to Westerville and then back down to where we live. So, I mean, sometimes some of those Christmas days, we're spending almost four, four hours on the road, just driving, you know what Man. I mean? So I, I, I totally get what you're saying. Like it's a lot of running, it's hectic. It's great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's awesome. I yeah. love seeing everybody. It's awesome. But yeah, man, like towards the end of the night, you just want to kind of kick back, relax, just take a deep breath. Like, whew. yeah, that, yeah, that's that was a hell of a Christmas. I'm I'm glad to be in one place, and I don't have to. I don't have anywhere to be now. We can just relax. I get it. I also love a good Memorial Day because I think Memorial Day, you know, thank everybody for serving, and also it it kicks off your summer. It is. It's the yeah. It's like the opening day of summer. Exactly. And I mean that's that's a great holiday as well. Moving on, another honorable mention. We mentioned this earlier in the podcast. Actually, no, I think we had a conversation before we started the podcast. A kayak beer. We've talked about it in our summer episode two. We talked about it. A kayaking beer. Good kayak. Yep. I mean, it, that's why it's an honorable mention. I know a lot of people are listeners. They love going kayaking. I'm not a big kayaking guy, and I don't think you really are either. No. But a lot of people enjoy a beer in the boat on the creek. Definitely. ATV riding as well. I used to be a big ATV rider with my friends and stuff. I don't have any anymore. We've talked about that as well in the summer episode. ATV beer in the creek. Everybody likes that. This one, I mean, I live in a rural town. A lot of back roads. Sometimes, you know, you just you and your buddy, you need, you need to have a little talk. How about a road pop? Road pop on the back roads. You're not hurting nobody. You're just out. You're just out for a little cruise. Road pop on the back roads. Now this one, DG. I know you can relay relay off of yard games. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So what? What? I mean, you talking 
cornhole, can jam. Oh yeah, beers, beers, be yard um, games. Um, yeah. What are them? Uh, croquet, croquet, darts, sure. them yard darts, yard darts. Yeah, I mean yard games. That's, just just out flicking some frisbee around. Yeah, even. yard games. I've I I almost wanted to put that as my six man. I really did, but I didn't. Moving on. Uh, I got one okay. one more honorable mention I'd like to give a shout-out to, and I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because it's pretty self-explanatory. Shower beer. Okay. Shower beer. For me, I'm not a big shower beer guy. I've probably, honestly, you know, I love beer. I'm a big, I'm a beer, big, big beer drinker, but shower beer, I can also say I've probably had less than 10 my whole life. Oh, you need to explore those a little a little more because a good a good cold shower beer on a, like a Friday evening you're getting cleaned up getting ready to head out yeah a good one that's okay. a good one I'll have, to, I'll have to get a little bit more into that one my last honorable mention then we'll move on to our top fives a back porch evening beer kind of like a garage beer but you're on your back porch you and your significant other watching the sunset just having a little chat after dinner back porch evening beer I love it I love it. Relaxing. It's a relaxing setting. You got good scenery. You uh, you probably see some good sunsets oh, from yeah. your back oh, your yeah. back porch yeah, here. I, we've done it. I, yeah. I'll tell you what. We uh, one of the first nights, springtime. It was like seventy out at night. Me and my wife sat out there, and uh, I might have gotten a little tipsy and was hungover going to work on Friday. It was it's, on a thirsty Thursday. Hey. But it was our first good night, and we didn't want to go inside because you know it was a cold winter. We we were enjoying the weather, enjoying the sunset. We had a great time. So yeah, yeah. back porch evening beer. Love it. Corey with the K. Can you say your six man again? Yeah. So my six man would have been just a free beer. Someone okay. handing you a free beer. Great one. DG to you for your six man. My six man. This is my first beer off the bench. Cincinnati Reds. Baseball game beer. Okay. So so a uh let's just say a uh Baseball beer. Baseball beer. Baseball sure. beer. Yeah. So you're watching the Reds play. So you 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 made the trip down to Cincinnati. You know, people from our area. I don't know many that go more than two or three times a summer. Um, definitely talking about other seasons, not this season, obviously. But you know, you head down there. You're, you're seeing your beloved Cincinnati Reds play. It's a it's a it's a sunny, warm summer day. You're sitting in the stands, and you know. Nothing says we're at a baseball game like an ice cold beer. And the only reason it's my sixth man is because the price. Oh, man. <laughs> Them $10 beers will get you. Oh, man. I mean, just. They'll it just, break you. It kills you. It I can't believe you. it. But here's the thing they can sell it for that price because people like us will buy it. Oh, absolutely. They would. Yeah. They, people buy it. Why not? Why not make it that expensive? But anyway, that's my sixth man. Reds game beer. Good pick. Both of you, great pick. You guys might not have as much experience as me as my sixth man, but my sixth man is a boating beer. So when we go down to Norris Lake or Cumberland, it doesn't matter. We're having, you know, we're having a few beers on the boat and just watching the scenery, enjoying the weather. There's nothing like it. That breeze. Oh, my gosh, man. Flowing through where your hair used to be. Yeah, the afro. If I wish I had an afro right now, floating on that boat just, you know, with just flying in the wind. 
But I'm bald. I started losing my hair when I was a freshman. But anyway, the boating beer. There's nothing like it. And everybody out there that's listening, I know we got listeners that hang out at Norris and Cumberland all the time. They know what I'm talking about. A boating beer. That's my six man. Corey with a K. Who are you starting at the five spot? My five spot is just any concert. Every time I've went to a concert, it's always it's always one of my favorites. Having just live music, usually with friends. Just live music, friends, and a beer. So a concert beer. So to relay off that, is it okay if we if say one of us had a live music beer on the back patio of a bar? I mean it's kind of the same thing, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Yeah, but same thing. Yeah, I like I like a concert beer, you know? Went to see Kid Rock nationwide, my favorite concert ever. I was having a hell of a time. And I was buying I was buying the ten dollar beers like they were going out of style. Of course. I mean, I probably spent hundred bucks on beer that night. I didn't care because yeah. you know why? The music is great. The live music is awesome. You're it's having the vibe. A hell of a time. It's yep. the vibe. It's the vibe. DG, what's your five spot? That's a great pick, Corey with a K. I, I'm surprised I didn't think of that one myself. Actually, my number five is a celebratory beer, like a just a celebration beer. Something happened. Something great happened, and you just you just want to celebrate afterwards. You know, it could be. The birth of a child it could be uh you got a raise at work that day it could be you got a promotion you know something like that um i remember when i was in college it was my uh, my junior year of college so i was of legal drinking age but uh we we were we played intramural basketball and uh one night we had a game and uh we had like six or seven guys on our squad for whatever reason a bunch of guys on our team got the time mixed up so the only the only guys that sh- there was me, a buddy of mine, and then one of our teammates, three of us, just three. No, actually, I'm sorry, two of us showed up for the beginning of the game, just two, and we were playing this fraternity, and so we're down there warming up. We're wondering when the rest of the guys are going to get here. We're texting them, hey, where are you guys at? You know, what, what, what's going on? We we got a game right now. Nobody was getting back to us. Nobody. Nobody was responding. So the, this fraternity, they're on the other end of the court warming up. They 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 send their captain down. They said, "So you guys just going forfeit? I mean, where where are you guys at?" We said, well, "You know, we don't know. We're trying to get a hold of them." And I said, "You know, you're gonna you're gonna it's gonna be a blowout, but we're here. You're here. Like, why not? Let's just let's just try it. Let's just see how it goes. If you're beating us by thirty at the half, then we'll call it a game." And he was like. Okay, I mean, if that's what you want to do. So me and this this dude, this other dude on my team, we play a 1-1 one, one zone Yeah. the first half, okay? And lucky for us, they were, they were just coming down and shooting just 15, 20-footers. I mean, we weren't going to go out there and guard them. And lucky for us, they were missing. They weren't hitting. And somehow or other, all the rebounds were bouncing our way. And we're going down there at the other end, and we're just pulling up from – 25, 30 feet. As soon as they give us any breathing room at all, we're just we're just launching. And we're hitting. At halftime, we were down four. Halftime, we are down four. We're you, playing, can't, you can't beat that. We're playing five on two, and we're down four at the half. At halftime, our big guy shows up. So, and he's big. I mean, he played, he was a uh, like a he was an off-campus student, so he was like 35 at the time, but he played like D2 college ball. So this dude's like 6'5", 270. I mean, he's a big guy. 
And so he helped a bunch. So we go from playing our 1-1 one, one zone. Now we're playing like a 2-1 or a 1-2. I was getting ready to say it's a 2-1. Something one. like that. Yeah. But we had him underneath, you know. And um, it comes right down to the wire. Um, last possession, like I think we're down one. We get the, we get the ball. We got to go the length of the floor in like three or four seconds. And we're down one. And, of course, they're pressing us. There's three of us. There's five of them. Somehow we get the ball down the floor. I don't I don't remember who took the shot. I don't know if it was me or the other the other guard on our team, but we hit a three at the buzzer. And by this time, and we were playing in the YMCA, everybody in the gym was gathered around the court. They were like, you know, word was spreading like, hey, we got there's a game over here. These these guys are playing three on five. It's like neck and neck. You gotta come watch this. We hit that buzzer beater. It was one of the greatest sports moments of my life, Rolski. Intermural. Intermural. I love it. I love my it. junior year of college. They flooded the court. People we didn't even know. We we're running on the court. We were getting mobbed. It was, like I said, it just gives me goosebumps to think about. It was one of the greatest sporting moments of my life. I got back to the dorm. I had an ice cold bush light, and it was one of the tastiest, best tasting beers I've ever had in my entire life. So that's just one example of a celebratory, like celebration beer. And, man, one of the best beers you could have. So that's my, uh, that's my number five, celebratory. I love it. I love it. So, celebratory beer. How about after you get married? Great beer. Oh, man. I Great time after, for a beer. After we got, after I got married, I said I do. We walked into that reception. Man, I, when we walked through and got to that table, that first draft beer just hit different. It just hit different. Because, you know, you got, the, you got the big part of the day out of the way. Now it's time to relax. Enjoy the time with all your friends and family, and let's rock. That first draft beer hits different after you get married, let me tell you. Great. That's a, that's a great pick. <laughs> yes. I love it. Celebratory beer, man. That was a great pick. I cannot believe I didn't pick that. My five spot, I've talked about this on the show, and I, I, I said, do the listeners really want to hear me ramble on about this again? And I said, you know what? I really don't give a shit because this is my top five. <laughs> <laughs> it's your show. It's, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say what I want, really. So, number five. Number five. A grill beer. I know you like your grill beers. Man, I look forward to a nice Thursday evening during the week. It's Thirsty Thursday. I haven't had a beer since Saturday. You know, I know I say I don't drink during the week, but when I'm grilling, I don't, I, I don't, it's not like I sit down and drink a 12-pack. I drink two beers. I have one while I'm grilling, and I have one with my meal, and that's basically it. It's not like I'm sitting down having a 12-pack. I feel like most most American men in their 20s and 30s have a beer when they're grilling. I was getting ready to say that. And if they don't, if they don't, I might have to strip your man card. Because here on the Sip and Serve podcast, when we grill, we have a drink in our hand. I mean, think about it. We're, you're out there. Yeah, I mean, in the summer, it's hot. It's mainly when you're grilling. You're sweating. You're flipping, you're flipping your steaks or your burgers, whatever you're grilling. You got your rock music in the background. At least I do. I don't know what you listen to, but I listen to some rock, classic rock while I'm grilling. Just gets me in the mood. And I'm just sit back and in my lawn chair, watch the smoke come out of the grill. And I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I'm providing food for me and my wife tonight. I'm able to have a beer while I'm grilling. So my five spot, a grill beer. Corey with the K. Great one. When you grill, when you grill, you have a beer? Oh yeah, every time. Makes makes the food taste better afterwards too. <laughs> you know what? It's not even <laughs> half bad. If you 
dabble it on your yeah. dabble it on your meat a little bit. Why Let not? It sizzle. Why not? <laughs> Let it sizzle. Let it simmer a little. Corey with the K. What's your four? All right, my four fourth beer is a vacation beer. I know you're about to have a bunch of them, but uh, my fourth is definitely a vacation beer. And my story with it is, uh, I go down or when we were probably four or five years ago, we'd always go down with our old buddy Troy. That's always that's been on the pod, and then another buddy and his family. And we'd always leave at nighttime, get to Myrtle Beach, usually around nine or so. So we can't check in till one or two. So we go to the local local place to buy a beer. That's when I found out South Carolina don't st- sell beer till 10 p.m., which sucks. 10 p.m.? Yeah, or a.m. A.m., yeah, I was about to say 10, 10 a.m. They don't sell beer till 10 a.m. So we're standing there in line at like 9.55, standing and waiting five minutes so we can buy a 12-pack of Yingling because they couldn't buy Yingling in Ohio back then. So when we went down there, we saw Yingling, had to have it, and then sat on the beach until we could get into the house and drink 12-pack of Yingling sitting on the beach. Was your Yingling warm by the time? No. Nah. Had enough th- miles on it? Yeah. I think we might have brought like a little cooler and Good deal. we were prepared. Yep. You know yeah. what? A vacation beer, man. I mentioned it earlier, I'm flying this year, but after that 10-hour drive to Myrtle, Corey with the K, I'm right there with you, man. Yep. And... <laughs> As soon as you get there, like you said, you get if you leave at midnight, we get down there, and you're so you're you're not tired. You're really no, not yeah, because you're, I I drive the whole way. No one else is driving my vehicle. If I'm going on vacation, I'm driving the whole way. This is my vacation. I'm in charge. I'm driving. Yep. So when I get there, and I park the car, and I go in, and tell the hotel people I'm here. They're like, "Well, you can't check in until three. Okay, call me. Give them my number." I'm going down to Hooters when I get to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> uh, they open at 11. I'll stand there in the parking lot. That's what we did a few years back when I drove. We went straight to Hooters. And that first draft beer, oh, yeah. that first vacation beer, it yep. just lets you so know. Fast. It's time to go. You're here. Yep. You are here. Yep. You've made it. DG. Four. I like it. I like it. My number four, fire beer. Oh, yeah. you got You got a good fire going. Yeah. I mean, we got a little fire pit just out off the back patio, and and uh, usually it's just me and my wife sitting back there. But there's something there's something about a summer night. You're sitting around. You just it doesn't have even have to be a big fire. Just a little fire. The woods crackling. The crickets are chirping. The the lightning bugs. You see. You look out of over the backyard. You see the lightning bugs lighting it up back there. And man, a cold beer in the, in the right hand just. Like you said, it hits different. It does. It hits different. It's not like a fall beer or a winter beer. It's a whole different animal. And so, my number four, fire beer. Ah, man, the bonfire beers. The bonfire beers, they do hit different. Because, you know, it might be a little chilly out. So, you said not fall or winter. when's When's your best fire beer? I guess my, the best times I like to have fires is like, Nobody wants to have a fire in like the middle of summer when the sun goes down, but it's still like 80 degrees outside. Yeah, I agree with that. So I was wondering. Yeah, so I'm thinking more like early spring, early to mid spring, or like early to mid fall. Okay. I was going to say my favorite is late fall mm -hmm. when it's you're in jeans and you need a sweatshirt. Perfect. Perfect fire. So let's talk about how about maybe a week before Halloween. Late fall beer, because by then the first. Or frost, actually, that'd be like an early fall beer. 
I don't know. Mid? Is that mid? I'd say mid to late. Okay. So that's a mid-fall beer. That's my favorite. When I'm in jeans, and I got my boots on, and I got a sweatshirt on, and I'm sitting beside a fire. No toboggan yet. You still got your hat on. Yep. No toboggan. And you're just by the fire. Say at night, it's 45, 50 degrees. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect fire weather. Perfect fire weather. I tell you, the great thing about that time of year, too, is it's typically after the first deep frost of the fall. There's no bugs. There's no flies flying around anymore. Nothing, you know, none of that. So... Just kick back, stay warm, build a nice big fire, drink yourself a cold frosty. I love it, man. I love it. That's a great pick. My number four, it's kind of, it's kind of. That's why I gave you a thumbs up when you said a celebratory beer, but mine's mine's a little bit different. Let's say after a win, a win beer. So you gave you gave your story about how you won that game, okay? So, yeah, I've won a lot of big games, you know, in my basketball. That's the only sport I played. We've had a lot of big games, me and my teammates. We've had a lot of big wins. But I don't think there's anything better than a beer on a Friday or Saturday night after you and your pops both win. Yep. Because there was a time when I was coaching freshmen at my local high school and my pops was coaching – Monk that we just talked to on the phone, he was coaching. He was coaching at our rival school at the time, so we would be in different places coaching the same night. So every time after the game, we would text each other. I would coach freshman. He was a JV coach, and he would text me like, "Get a win tonight. Get a win tonight." And if I never texted back, he knew I lost. And that's you know that's that's the bad thing about coaching for me. I don't know about anybody else. I take a loss to heart, man. Like, I'm in a bad mood. You can ask my wife. You can ask my mom. Anybody around me. Like, I didn't I didn't want to do nothing after. I just wanted to go home and just get a game plan ready for practice Saturday morning or shoot around Saturday morning. And I just wanted to figure out why we lost. What didn't I do right? But if we won and he won, even if he lost, he didn't. He, I mean, he's the type of guy. He's been coaching for so long. You know, a loss don't really get to him that much like it did me. And at this point, I've only been coaching like one, maybe two years. And he always told me, he's like, Clay, you're too hard on yourself. You're going to lose games. Just just get over it. He's an old time coach. And I'm like, man, like I just I, I couldn't get over it, DG. I just couldn't. So, you know, the best beer, I'm going to say after a win, when me and my dad, we both won that night and we would meet. You know, we'd meet at the local restaurant. We'd have a meal, drink a few cold ones, and talk about the games, what happened. Or we'd meet back at my house or his house, and we'd bring a 12-pack. And me and him, we we had our uh, coaching jerseys just untucked, sitting around the table, just talking about the game. Talking ball. After a win. But I've also got several, you know, wins in college. We, we beat some big team. I forget where it was, and we were staying in a hotel that night. We'd come back. We weren't supposed to win. We'd come back. We'd we'd crack beer. I mean, we would we would drink all kind of beer. And then we'd just get back on the bus and go home. Or we'd have a next game the other day and we'd get our ass kicked because we were hungover. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. But after a big win, after a big win, that's my number four. I'll never forget having a beer with my dad after we both coached and we both won. That's one of my best beers. Corey K, you're up. All right. My next one's pretty broad. It's just – while watching sports, whether any kind of sports or at someone's house, at a bar, just watching sports and having a cold beer in your hand. Sports beer. Yeah. 
Just any sport. Just spectate beer. Exactly. I tell you what, you guys can you guys can say what you want, but there's a lot of sports beers that might go down in the Sip and Serve podcast studio that we've all maybe been a part of at one time. Yep. And I, Corey with K, that was a great pick. Great pick. I love a good sports beer. That kind of goes off of my honorable mention, the tailgate pregame beer. Yep, exactly. And I, I love it. There's no better beer, sports beer. I wish I had that on my list, but I let it go. That's why I was in my honorable mention. Great pick. DG, what you got? So my number three, and this is going to take a little bit of context for probably some of our listeners. We got time. But my number three is a Hofbrauhaus beer. <laughs> okay, yeah. so Hofbrauhaus. There are only six in the U.S. Ohio has three of them. There's one in Columbus, one in Cleveland, and technically it's in Kentucky. It's in Newport, but it's right across the river from Cincinnati, okay? But Hofbrauhaus House is basically, um, it's, a, it's a big, um, it's just a German, like a German restaurant slash bar, and they brew German beer right, right there, right on site. So, I don't know what it is about these restaurants, but it's just, they have a whole vibe to them, and uh, I love the food. I love German food, dude. I love bratwurst and, like, summer sausage and kielbasa and, like, all the different, all the sauerkraut, mashed potatoes, German potato salad. I love it all. I love the food, but more than the food, I love the beer. I mean, um... German beers are just, they're just next level. And I only have them every now and then because I don't i don't want to, like, wear myself out on them. But German beers are some of my favorite beers that have ever been made. And I only have them if I'm at a Hofbrauhaus, house, if I'm, if I'm there. And it has to be, like, later in the night. It has to be either a Friday or Saturday. And it has to be later in the night because late in the night, they have polka bands come on, like traditional. These dudes are wearing lederhosen, like they're all done up in German garb, and they're just they're just playing all these different songs. They're playing like pop songs, but they're polka bands. So you got like guy with on an accordion up there. You got a guy, like, I mean, it's just it's a, just a different vibe. And um, and some of these the way they, these restaurants are set up, you have booths kind of on the outside of the restaurant, and then in the middle. You have these long tables with these long benches. I mean, these benches are like 20, 30 feet long. And when the crowd starts getting a little wound up and it gets starts getting a little late and the polka band's playing, you get people standing up on these benches and just like stomping their feet to the music and they got their beer steins up in the air and they're cheersing and it's just, it's just a whole vibe and I love it. It's such a festive atmosphere and the beer is so good. It's so tasty. I love it. So my number three, best place, best time to have a beer is if you're at the Hofbrauhaus. House. What kind of, what's your favorite beer at the Hofbrauhaus? House? So Hofbrauhaus House has a beer, it's called Dunkel. And they have it on tap year round because it's a, it's a fan favorite. Best beer I've ever had. I think you mentioned your dad liking that beer too, right? It's my favorite, favorite beer of all time. Okay. So what's, what's, so I'm drinking a Bush Light right now. What's... What's the dunkle? It's a little darker. It's like an amber beer. It's a little bit heavier than a light beer. Um, it's got it's I it's hard to explain the flavor, but like it has like a little bit of caramel in there. Um, you can some sometimes you can taste a little bit of banana. 
I mean, it's just it's just so good. It's delicious and it goes down so easy. Is it are you able to purchase it from there and bring home with you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You can go in, you can buy like a growler, which is like a just a big glass bottle of it. You can buy like a six pack of tall boys of it. I mean, they'll just they'll fill them up and okay. and send you with six, just like a tall sixer right then and there. But it's just different. You know, you bring it home and you drink it at home. It's different than actually being there and and okay being in the middle of of it all. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I got you. So yeah, I've only been there once and I hated it. It's so, not for everybody. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Yeah, I got you. I, uh, but yeah, it's my number three Hofbrauhaus House beers. Okay, my number three. Now, see, I I can't I can't relay off what you just said about your Hofbrauhaus, House, and you're probably not going to be able to relay off this one. Corey's the K, you're probably not going to be able to either. So that's good. We're different. My number three, to all my fellow hunters out there, how about a post-hunt? Post-hunt beer. We've put all this work in from the hunting season. You know, a lot of people starting right now. I can't afford to start right now because I can't afford to feed the deer from July all the way to January. I can't do it. But a lot of people, the big-time guys, they're they're buying corn right now and putting them out and they're I mean they got their cameras out and everything from the beginning of July into June they got before Fourth of July these guys are hunting deer they're scouting there's a lot of money going into this so I I usually start towards uh, August beginning of August I'll get my cameras out so I'm a, I'm a, probably a month late but it, it's always okay for me but that the satisfaction of you putting in all this time. Hunting season don't even start till the end of September, beginning of October. So you're putting two months in, money, time, effort. A lot of time. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's so much time into scouting these deer before you even get out there and are able to hunt them. So all the time, all the effort, you're sitting in a tree stand. Say you you either shoot one or you you, uh, stick one with your bow. And... You, you see it run off, whatever, and then you lose sight of it because they, they can run forever. Yeah. You lose sight of it, and you're just you're just amped up, man. The feeling the feeling that you know you put a good shot on a deer, a nice buck, is unfreaking believable. Like I said, you guys probably can't relay off that because you guys don't hunt, but I've only killed one nice buck in my time, and the feeling that I got when I shot that deer was unfreaking believable. I called my called one of my best friends, Colin. I said, I couldn't even talk, dude. I was almost crying. I was so happy. I was like, man, I shot this deer. I think I hit him good. Uh, you need to get out here. I lost track of him. I, I, I seen him run into the woods. I don't know where he went. So he would come out, and the first thing I told him was, hey, bring a 12-pack because I'm amped. I am amped. I'm calling off work tomorrow. We're finding this deer, and we I need some beer. So, you know, he brought me a 12-pack. And that first beer, knowing that you might have a nice deer on the ground, deer and beer, they go together. You got one on the ground, and you're just like, man, I hope we find him. But you're edgy. So it calms you down, but once you get done with a few of them, you're like, okay, calm down. We got to go find this deer. Now, here's where the best part comes. When you actually get on a good blood trail, you leave the beer up at the house, at the truck, whatever. You go find a blood trail. You find your deer. As soon as you see that deer, 
and you get them, you got them horns in your hand, and all your buddies are around, it's the best feeling ever. You bring them up to the house on a four-wheeler, truck, whatever. Then, that's the best post-hunt beer, is when you're, all your buddies are around, you hang him up, and you just he's just hanging there, and you guys can just... It's a celebratory beer, but I, I'm going to call it a post-hunt. A post-hunt beer, when you got a nice buck hanging in your garage, all your buddies are driving over, you calling them, they're coming over to see it, they're going to have a beer with you. I mean, that's all your hard work and effort just right there for that season. That's my number three, a post-hunt beer. And I know there's a lot of listeners out there that hunt. They can appreciate this one. I guarantee there are. So not only is it a post-hunt beer, but it's a post-kill beer. Absolutely. Yeah. I, that, I should have said post-kill. But, you know, sometimes sometimes you might have a good hunt. Yeah. Like you see your target buck out in the field. He don't come close enough and be like, but you I, know he's out there. I know you're here. I know what you're doing. I'm coming for you. I got you. you on camera. So you could even go back up to the house and be, you know, be excited for the next day or a few days later. Yep. Yeah. I dig it. Corey with the K, number two. All right. My number two is a golfing beer, specifically a golf outing beer. When you're all with your friends, uh, you got your foursome ready to tear up the links and just having a beer on probably in the morning. So it's, they're usually tee off in the morning, but there's afternoon outings too. But drinking in the morning with your friends on the golf course. I'm going to tell you what, Corey with K, that's a great pick. And here lately I've been getting into a lot a lot of golf here. I've been playing a lot more than what I usually do during the year. Yep. And last Saturday, I mentioned it on the pod, July 4th weekend, we played. And uh, even the weekend before we played, so that's way more golf than I've ever played. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not worth a shit if I play more than nine holes. I drink too much beer. Yeah, I just I just have so much fun, uh-huh. and I'm just I'm drinking beer. It's it's hot outside. I'm not packing water. I'm buying beer from the clubhouse. I'm getting a six pack to go through nine holes. I'm drinking a six pack, and if I drink more than that when it's hot outside, usually you go in the morning. I'm not a big breakfast guy, so yeah. I got I've got a granola bar in my system. <laughs> so after nine holes, boys, I'm hungry one, and I got a buzz too. So if we're playing eighteen. I'm out. Yep. I'm not going to be worth a shit. Yep. But that's my golfing experience. But great pick. I can't play golf if I don't have a few beers. Yep, exactly. Can't do it. It's hard enough without beer. <laughs> I, yeah, I suck anyway, so I couldn't imagine it. I mean. Yep. That's a good pick, golf beer. I like it. Number two for me, uh, and you guys have sort of hit on this a little bit already, but my number two is going to be a beach beer. Not just a vacation beer, but a beach beer. So... You're, you got to where you're headed. You know, the anticipation's been building for months, and you finally made it. You're finally there. We live in Ohio. We don't get that beach experience very often. Most of us once a year, if that. Sometimes less than that. Sometimes it's once every five years. But you're finally there, and it's I don't know what it is about the ocean, but it's just so peaceful, man. It's so relaxing, and you're there, and you know – it's going to be a fun week. There's nothing better than a cold beer when you're sitting on the beach. Nothing better. So, there it is. Number two, beach beer. I agree. My number two. My number two. Now, the reason this is number two is because I experience this every week. Every single week. Besides when I'm on vacation. I experience this every single week. My number two, 
I've worked, I've worked, I've woke up early every single day during the week. I've went to work. I might not like my job, but I do it because I know I gotta support me and my wife. Everybody might not like their job, but you do it just because you know you got to. We're not lazy. Men men have to work. We've we've got to get out there, we've got to make a living. So when Friday comes around and I get home from work. You know what the first freaking thing I do? I reach in my fridge and I grab a freaking ice cold bush light or bud light. It don't matter what it is. I'm grabbing something and I'm popping the freaking top on it. <laughs> Friday after work beer. Long week of work. You get home. You're finally free. You know you got, you know, however many hours you want to stay up on Friday night. And you know you got Saturday. You got Sunday. Do whatever the hell you want. There's no rules. There's no limits. Friday after work beer. It hits different. I'm telling you. You drink on Thursday, Thursday. That beer when I'm grilling. Wrong. Wrong. That Friday after work beer hits different. I'm telling you, it goes down so good. I'm telling you what, that Friday after work beer, I can guzzle down four. I can guzzle down four in 45 minutes. Yep. Because they go down so good. You know it's your weekend. Yep. I dig it. Listeners out there, Friday after work, I'm telling you. <laughs> Woo! Corey K, what's your number one? Number one, and you kind of hit it on your honorable mentions, and it kind of reminded me because I remember getting the rundown for this podcast, and I knew this was my number one, and I didn't write it down, but it's playing games. I love playing, like, drinking games. I love playing beer pong. Uh, Boom. Uh, You mentioned earlier Beersby. We would be... There was one summer we were in Uncle Buck's backyard uh, just, Unc- just playing Beersby forever, and I would wake up the next morning and my hand would hurt so bad. There was one time... Because I, that son of a bitch would uh, throw it too we, hard. We would start... I mean, Uncle we would Buck, start, he had no limits. Oh, no. He wanted to chuck, win. We would start chucking it as hard as we could, and that's when it started getting good. There was one time, there was four of us, I think it was like 4th of July weekend, we were out at Uncle Buck's backyard, and we played, I swear to God, 15 games. <laughs> Uh, and you played a 21, so it's kind of like, for those that haven't played, it's kind of like uh, a cornhole, but it's only with a pole and a beer bottle on top and a Frisbee, and if you don't catch it, it's a point. If you knock the bottle off, it's two. But And you got to catch the dang thing, and it's, I mean, your hand hurts so bad. I'm, I'm telling like, you what, I love it. we've had some injuries. Oh, yeah. I think someone broke their thumb. Someone got stitches. Yep. Someone busted their lip. I mean, when I say... This gets out of control. When people get, you know, maybe a little too many drinks in them, they start winging this son of a gun. And if, I mean, if you've never thrown a Frisbee, if you reach back and you throw that thing as hard as you can, that sucker wings. And when you're playing Beersby, you're not very far apart. No. About 21 feet. It's about the same as Cornhole. Yeah, it's not far. Think about throwing that Frisbee as hard as you can. Yeah. And you got to catch it or they get a point. That, that shit gets wild. And you know what? I really don't like playing with people like that. Call me a puss. Call me what you want. But I don't like Beersby for that reason. I don't like it either. I'm not good at. I'm not. Uh, I can't throw a frisbee anyway. I can't either, but I love it. Shout out Snagmasters, because them fuckers down there they get crazy too. And uh, Uncle Buck, he's a wild Beersby player. Woo! I, I don't even want to think about it because I. Uh, man, there's some wild times in his backyard. DG, what's your number one? I like that number one, Corey. That's I'm, I'm more of a can jam guy myself. Yeah. Yes, I didn't have can jam is a great game. You never mentioned flip nah. cup. No, That's another good one. I forgot that one too. And I tell you, in the summertime, one of the, some of the best times I've ever had playing drinking games in the summertime, slip and flip. Oh, oh. we got to we got to give slip and flip a shout out. Yeah. Out at the Corey July Fourth oh, yeah. parties. Oh yeah, those were some massive slip and flip 
Big. Gains. Epic. Oh, my gosh. Slip and flip. We don't do that often enough. No, 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 no. Big old slip and slide because people get messed up, man. Bruises all the way. Oh, I mean, yeah. we're getting old. We're. I'm 30 <laughs> years old now. I go down there. I mean, my family's known for bad hips. I lay on my hip wrong, man. I'm dumb. There's a hip replacement at age 30. I can't do it. Oh, well, man. Sacrifice your body. It's worth it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. What's your number one? My number one. It's going to be a little underwhelming because you already mentioned it. But for those of us who have a nine to five Monday through Friday job or something, some similar type of hours, you put in that work all week. You've been sweating. You've been working. Stuff's been coming up. You've been dealing with it. You've been handling your business. You put in you put in the hours. That Friday Friday rolls around. It's time to clock out. The weekend is yours. And nothing says bring on the weekend like an ice cold Friday night beer. So let's celebrate. The work week is done. The weekend is here. Let's celebrate. Bring it on. Friday night ice cold beer is my number one. Friday night beer. You know I can't argue with that. You know what? My number one might be a little disappointing as well because you've already mentioned it. There's nothing like a beach beer. There is nothing like a gosh dang beach beer. You got one coming to you in about 24 hours, bud. Oh, my gosh, man. You know, I might get emotional during this because when when I drive down to Myrtle freaking beach, I drive to Myrtle Beach, and I wait – 10 hours. I freaking wait 10. Actually, you know what? I wait 364 freaking days to get down to that beach again. I go once a year. Well, at least I hope to. I drive down through the mountains of West Virginia, and I'm just thinking about that freaking smell of the freaking ocean. I've been waiting a whole year for it. I start driving, and then the thing about Myrtle Beach is you get an hour away, and then you start seeing signs. All these signs, advertisements, you know, this, that. We got the aquarium. We got we got this restaurant. We got that restaurant. And then you, your heart starts beating. But, gosh dang it, there ain't nothing like pulling up off that highway. There's a highway that goes into Myrtle Beach, and it brings you right into the main drag. And once you get on that peak, you get on that freaking peak, man. And I see that freaking ocean. I see that freaking ocean. For the first time in 364 freaking days, whatever it's been. And I, I told, there's a group of us, I already said that they've been down there. They're already there. And they FaceTime me today. And I just get freaking emotional because I just want to see the freaking ocean. Not If you don't cry, if you don't cry, my dad <laughs> taught me this. My dad always teared up. Monk, Monk, you can appreciate this because when I was a kid, you always said, if you don't cry when you see that ocean. If you don't cry, you don't tear up when you see the ocean for the first time on vacation. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> we're there. We're there for seven days. We're there for seven straight days. And if you don't cry when you see that ocean, there's something wrong with you. Uh, and you know what? I, I I take that personally. Because you can ask anybody who's went with me. These past few years, we've taken a bunch of friends. And whoever rides with me, I drive right down to the I, I pass the main highway to take into Myrtle Beach. I drive straight to the Strip. I'll take the long way. It's probably a half-hour drive. But I'm driving down the Ocean Boulevard, and I'll stop at stop signs. I'll stop at red lights. I don't give a shit because I want to smell the ocean. I want to see the ocean. I want to get that breeze in my hair. I don't have no hair on my bald head. I want to get that breeze. I just want to see it. There's a highway that will take you straight to your hotel. Five-minute drive. I'm taking the half-hour route because I want to freaking enjoy it. 
There ain't nothing like a freaking beach beer. Part of you feels like it's going home. <sighs> there ain't nothing like it. So, you know, I said earlier, I, I go to the hotel, I get my number, I go to Hooters. No, that's not the beer I'm talking about. I'm talking about the beer when I get on my trunks, I get my bucket cap on, I take my Yeti down to the freaking beach, I take my beach chair, and I sit down, I pop a top, and I watch them waves come in. You dig your feet, you toes dig down it. into that sand, you feel the sun beating down, you see the people, you feel the breeze coming off of those waves, you see the kids down there making their sand castles. That's that's your number one beer. You take your Oakleys and you just put them over your eyes and you just sit there and you bake in the sun. And you just say... There's, I made it. There's nothing like a freaking beach tan, man. I know, man. These that's... people can sit beside the pool all week, whatever. You got a pool, yeah, you're tan. I don't care. Go down to the beach, the sun hits different. It hits different. I'll come back, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm tan as hell, man. These guys at the pool? No. No, that ain't that tan. That's not a tan. I got a beach tan. I got a beach tan. That's... It's a whole different, and when you go different up, ball game. You go up beach. about three or four days, five days into the beach. You got two days left. You take your shorts off. You get in a shower. If you ain't got a tan line, just go ahead and call yourself a pussy. <laughs> because if you're scared of the sun when you go to the beach, don't even go. Don't even go. You're going there for one reason. You're going down there to enjoy it. Don't worry about the sun. Yeah, put sunscreen on. That's fine. But you're still going to get tan. Don't sit up underneath an umbrella all day. Don't do it. Sit out in your chair. Put your feet in the water. You know what my favorite thing is? Me and my wife, we'll go down. We'll get the low the low beach chairs. We'll go out to the tide and let our asses and feet drag in that tide. Not too deep. Just to where it hits your feet and a little bit on your butt. And enjoy a beer. Just enjoy that water. Enjoy the scenery. There's not many times you can go sit at the beach. It's one week, maybe two, out of the year. Get all the senses. Get Feel, it. sight, smell, sound. Taste the whole thing. By God, tomorrow I'm going to freaking do it. I'm jealous. I'm going to freaking do it. I'm hopping on that jet, and I'm getting off that jet, and I'm going straight to some house, and I, I don't even know where it's at. I'm going to it, and I'm <laughs> just going straight to the beach. I'm going to the beach. That's it. That's my number one. Beach beer. Ain't nothing like it. Great top five. Yeah, you know what, DG? That was a great top five. I enjoyed doing it. I hope the listeners enjoyed our top fives. What we got up next, brother? Well, Rolski, you know, in the past on this show, we have we've we've been advertising the sip and serve hotline. We've been trying to pump it up here within the last last couple of episodes. And I'm happy to say that the listeners have responded. We have I think three, is it is that right, Corey? We got yeah, three got three of them. Three voicemails we're gonna we're gonna kinda roll through here uh on this episode. And I should mention that was it the best the best uh, question. The best question. Now let's let's rephrase that. The we you guys can leave anything you want. We played a comment last week, so if that comment's better than any question, yeah, you'll receive a gift card. Old Canal Smokehouse has gave us gift cards to give away for our best voicemail. So it don't have to be a question. It can be a, I mean, you could be a comment. Kind of like, I'm not sure the guy's name last week, but he mentioned the Coors Light beer. Which, the Coors Light, yeah. Yeah, it tastes like shit. But, so he wouldn't have won. But <laughs> any, So that's why we played it as a sample, because he was definitely not a winner. Because we don't like Coors Light on this podcast. So you can leave anything you want. Comment. Yeah, comment. Question. Good tell story. Us, good good th- story oh, to tell. Oh, yeah, we love stories. Tell us a story. 
Tell yep. us a story that you've been through in your lifetime, and hopefully it's a good one. Another good another good call in would be you know we just discussed our top five best beers. Oh. If, if you if you think of a good one that we didn't hit on, and and you're like, hey, well, I can't believe they didn't mention this one. Call in, let us know. Let hit us know. Up. Would you rather's? Yeah. Anything and everything. Am I an asshole? for this anything we just want to hear from you we want to hear from the we listeners. want to interact with you this is your segment do you want a 20 dollars gift card to the old canal smokehouse 20 dollars can get you a long way at the old canal smokehouse they got great prices great food dg are we ready i think we're ready Corey with k hit that drop oh you didn't know your ass better call somebody All right, here's the first one. Uh, what's up, fellas? I just had to listen to the uh, hotline intro. Uh, one question I'd like to hear on the air is uh, what your guys' uh, favorite holiday is and, and why. Uh, thank you. Bye. Okay. Well, first thing I'm going to say is when you guys call in, please leave a name. But <laughs> this voice is pretty distinctive. I think we all know who that was. That yeah. was our buddy Troy that's been on the podcast before. He's a loyal listener. That's why we always have him on. Hey, listeners, if you guys are loyal and you love the show, we're not against having you on to express your own opinion. I mean, if, if you can talk and you can you can vibe with us, we'll have you on. We don't care. We're, we're trying to make content here. So, Troy, to answer your question... I think I might have already answered this in my honorable mention of my top five beers. My favorite holiday is Christmas. I know it's a long day. You guys have already heard about it. But the the ending of it, like the climax of my holiday on Christmas is so fun. We have our whole family around. We're all having, you know, drinks of choice. We've got appetizers. We're playing games like Court of the Case, hey, even board games. It don't matter. It's a great time. My favorite holiday is Christmas without a doubt. DG, what you got? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Christmas. Also, it's just it's such a festive atmosphere, and it's like one of the only times of the year you got like all your family around. You know what I mean? Like everybody, everybody's seems to be in one place at one time, or you, at least you get to see everybody that's close to you on that day at some point, hopefully. Um, but I tell you, man, a close second for me is New Year's. I love a good New Year's Eve bash. I love New Year's Day. Um, my family, we always get together on New Year's Day. We always eat um, sausage and uh, sauerkraut. It's kind of like a good luck thing. Like, yeah, and that, that might be kind of weird, but uh, it's just something we've always done. Sauerkraut. Yeah, sauerkraut and sausage. Wow. Mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, like some of those comfort foods. But it's like a good luck thing. Like, hey, this is a good luck meal. Let's have a good year. But I, I love New Year's because it's like everything starts over. A fresh start. Copy it's a fresh that. start for everybody. And I feel like by the time Thanksgiving rolls through and then Christmas rolls through, everybody's kind of just looking to okay, let's hit the reset button. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not it's a festive it's a festive time of year, but everybody's just kind of ready by then to say, All right, let's go. Let's start let's start over. Hopefully that mac and cheese you eat isn't smoked. <laughs> my close second my close second is Memorial Day already said it it's a kick off the summer thank you all veterans who have served in this country Corey with the k next question or 
Next voicemail. All right, boys. This is BG. I got one for you. Your favorite vacation spot, and what do the residents of that area do for their own vacation? Do they come to Ohio? Where do they go? Hey, I appreciate the question, BG. Um, so my favorite vacation spot, first of all, is going to be Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. Um, I don't know if our listeners are really, uh, they, I don't know if they're aware of your favorite vacation spot, Rolski. So could you um, mention that one? Yeah, Myrtle fucking Beach. Oh, okay, okay. So um, yeah, there's a lot of people down there in Hilton Head. And a lot of them are college kids that go down there for the summer to work at the bars and restaurants and stuff like that. And I I don't know, man. It's almost down there in Georgia. And I've wondered that before. Like, where do these people go for vacation? I mean, this is our go-to spot. So where do these people go? And I've never actually asked any of them. I don't know. I don't really know where they go. But if I had to guess, I'd probably say they go even further south than South Carolina. I'm, I'm guessing they probably go down in Florida somewhere. Or maybe, because, dude, it's just so damn humid down there in the summertime, they might just say, you know what, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to some cooler weather. So who knows? Maybe they go out west to, like, Colorado or Montana or Yellowstone. Like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure, but that's interesting. I'm, I'll have to ask somebody when I'm down there later this summer. Yeah, BG, um, well, we're recording on Friday, July 10th, and you guys are going to hear this on the th- following Thursday. But BG, this guy, he FaceTimed me. I talked about him earlier, I believe. He FaceTimed me while he was on the beach tonight. So he's already down there. So he's there. I think this might have been a sucker question. <laughs> you know, he's trying to get underneath my skin because I'm jealous that he's already there. But uh, yeah, so he's trying to get at you yeah, a little bit. You know what? I'm going to let it go. So, of course, my favorite spot is uh, BG's location at this at this exact moment. He's down at Myrtle Beach. I love Myrtle Beach. But where did people that live in Myrtle Beach go on vacation? That's a great question. DG, I agree with you. They're probably going farther south, maybe maybe Florida. Maybe they're going maybe they're going even further south. Maybe they like going to the Bahamas or the Dominican Republic, or even further south. Where'd you go on your honeymoon? Uh, St. Lucia. Man, maybe, maybe, maybe they're big spenders. They're going farther, farther south. You know, that's that's beautiful territory to go to. But let's think, let's think, let's think, let's think out there. Maybe these guys are saving their money. They live on the beach. They experience that every month out of the year. Maybe there's some hunters out there. And there's a lot of people who spend big money to come up. In the month of November, during the rut, to hunt Ohio, Iowa, the big time hunting states, these Midwest states. Yeah, that, that I mean, there's big deer out here. So these guys spend a, I mean, when I say a shit ton of money, I'm talking two grand plus to come up for like a three day hunt, and they're not even guaranteed a deer, because this is fair chase. We're not we're not hunting fence deer. These guys are paying two three grand for like a three or four day hunt. To have a chance, Kentucky, West Virginia, I mean, it don't matter. These, this, All the Midwest, like you said, Midwest states, we got big deer. So if they're big hunters, they're at the beach throughout, you know, all the months. Maybe they're maybe they're saving their money to come up and hunt. 
Could be. I, I mean, they could be. Could very well be. BG, I appreciate the question. I'll see you down there. Corey K, what we got? All right, this is our third and last one, and I believe the winner of our gift card, right? Yeah, yeah, Corey with K, I'm glad you brought that up. Hopefully, every week we're, we're aiming for to give a gift card away from the Okinawa Smokehouse. They were generous enough to give us gift cards for this segment. They're the sponsor. So, every the best voicemail every week is going to get a $20 gift card to Okinawa Smokehouse. So, this voicemail is from Brian. Congratulations. Let's hear it. This is your old buddy, Brian. Got a good question for you. The NBA season was canceled. Mr. Macker comes in, wants to have a little tournament with NBA players. You're picked to be one of the coaches. Who are your top four players on your team? Later. DG, can you explain to listeners in case they don't know who Mr. Macker is? Yeah, so uh, Brian there mentioned Mr. Macker, and for those uh, for those of our listeners who are un- you know unsure who Mr. Macker is or may be unfamiliar with it, uh, he's referring to Gus Macker, which is a it's the name of a tournament, and it was held in downtown Chillicothe for years and years, and it's a three on three tournament that's held just on the streets of downtown Chillicothe. I'm going to break in and say it's also nationwide. Oh, yeah. They yeah. travel. They had them everywhere. It wasn't a local thing. Um, they had them, you know. State to state. I mean, these guys were traveling every week right. to and, set these tournaments up. And there were there were scads of tournaments throughout Ohio that were Gus Mackers yep. also. So they weren't just exclusive to our area. But uh, anyway, Brian's asking if we, could, if we could field four current NBA players because you're allowed to have four, four players on a Gus Macker team. It's three on three, and then you have one sub. So he's asking if you could field any current four NBA players to play on your team, who would they be? So when I think of this question, we're definitely playing on top men's court. So a top men's court is basically, it's like a rubber floor they put over the street. Right. And it's the nicest court in the whole tournament. Better better hoop. Yeah. Oh, it's a way better, better ball. Better. I mean, you you got you got to have a good team to play on top men's. I mean, anybody can sign up for top men's, but you're going to get your ass smacked if you don't have a good team. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So every other, I don't know, every other, I should say bracket, they're playing on the road. You're, you're playing on the asphalt. Literally on the asphalt and they, on they, the street. They line out the court with duct tape, collared duct tape, and that's your court. So top men's. I mean, it, it's it's pretty legit. It's half court, but it's really not that big still. I mean, it's a small half court court. So, DG, who are your four guys? So, when I'm trying to, when I'm thinking three on three, what I'm looking for is versatility. There's going to be a ton of pick and rolls, there's going to be a ton of pick and pops. So, when I'm thinking, you know, who do I want on my team, I'm looking for, for guys that are versatile, that can play inside and outside. Um, do Gus Macker rules, do they play by ones and twos, or is it twos yep. and threes? Ones and twos. So they they, they have like a taped-off three-point area, but it's they're technically two-pointers. Well, on, on, the, on the top men's, it's a three-point line. Okay, so it's a full arc. Yep. Okay, gotcha. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it helps to have guys that can shoot from the outside, definitely. Oh, yeah. But, a lot of people are throwing up threes. Yep. But also, the other thing to mention about Gus Macker is, dude, those games get physical. You gotta be physical. These are not these are not professional referees that are that are calling these games. These are volunteers, and that, they probably have some basketball experience, 
but these games are going to get physical and you're going to need some physical type players to play in these games. So without further ado, my four, uh, my first, I'm, I'm going to go with LeBron. He's big, he's strong, he's physical. He can play inside out. He can shoot. Um, he's a good, he's a great passer. So LeBron's going to be on that team. Clay Thompson's going to be on that team because he can shoot. You know, he's probably not going to do much damage inside, but he can spot up on the outside, um, you know, run some of that pick and pop, you know, throw a back pick up there and then step out if they're helping off of him. Giannis is going to be on that team. You're giving me some dirty looks down there, dude. I don't like it. I'm not giving you dirty looks because I've thought of these guys. I got my four and you got your four. That's fine. Okay. Because I've both of the, we all know I'm going to have LeBron too. I mean, that's automatic Gus Macker player. Yeah. But the two guys that you pick, they're in my wheelhouse. All right. So, anyway, my third was Giannis. Um, he's just so damn long. He's great. Big. Yeah. He's great macro player. He great macro player. Again, he's versatile. You know, he could he could run point if you if you really really needed him to. But he could also be a player four or five. Man, he's just all over the place. And then my last one, and this is assuming that he is he is at full go, full capacity, healthy. Kevin Durant's gonna be my fourth, just because I mean he can like like he's kind of like Giannis. He can play any position on the floor. So, so I feel you, like that squad there. Clay Thompson, I could I could maybe, you know, think think a little harder about it and maybe pick somebody that that would be a little bit better than him cuz he's he's a pure spot up, you know, three-point shooter, but but I feel pretty confident about that squad. Say that again. Who are your four? LeBron, Clay Thompson, Giannis, and Kevin Durant. Great great macro squad. I'm not going to deny that at all. Now, you said Clay Thompson and you also said Giannis. I thought about both of them for my team, and I'm going to tell you why I didn't pick them. Why Clay Thompson, all he's going to do is play a little defense, and he's going to shoot threes. Yeah, that's great for Macker. But is he strong enough to play in a Macker? That's, that's the thing. He's not real physical. He's not physical. All he wants to do is stay outside and shoot threes, and he, he might guard the other team's best guard, but in a macker, if you got a bulldog, it might take him over. Giannis, great inside player. But like we said earlier, there's a lot of threes being thrown up. Giannis ain't gonna make a three for you. He's not, he's just not. But he's all he'll be awesome on defense, be awesome on the boards. Yep. He's gonna dunk all over everybody in a Gus Macker. There's no doubt about that. But I went away for him. I went away from him. Let me tell you mine. Obviously, I got LBJ, the king. I got LeBron James. He's the best Gus Macker player out of the whole NBA. We all know that. Built like an NFL linebacker. Yeah. I mean, he's going to he's gonna be a bulldog. I want bulldogs on my team. Yep. And you know who my other forward's going to be? Anthony Davis, his teammate right now. Yeah, that's, that was going to be my You guess. mentioned pick and pops. Anthony Davis, he can make a three. He shoots threes. And even if he's one one step in from the three, LeBron goes off. He's he's knocking that down eight times out of ten. Anthony Davis is a pure mid range shooter. I mean, he can he shoots fadeaways from the corner all the time for the Lakers. So I mean, he's on my squad for sure. He's the best center in the game, and a lot of people don't like to call him a center these days because he's so lanky. You know, he's he's not big. 
But the NBA has gone away from that. He's a, he's a freaking center right now yeah. in the NBA. So I'm going LeBron, AD. I'm going to steal Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, he's a perfect macro player. I mean, the son of a gun. He's seven foot tall. He can shoot threes. He can rebound. He Plays can block. Plays like a guard. Yeah. I mean, that's a perfect macro player. I mean, this guy's getting rebounds. He's blocking shots. He's shooting threes. He can do anything. He can get to the whole one dribble he's pulling up. That's a great macro player. Yes, he's not that physical, but he can make up for it on the offensive end. Yeah. So I got AD, LeBron, and Kevin Durant. So I'm starting seven foot, seven foot, and six, eight, six, nine. I'm going with Damian Lillard as the guard. Damian Lillard as the guard. Now, I'm not going to say he's as good a shooter as Klay Thompson because that's completely false. But Damian Lillard can do everything else. He can give you more than You need a guard. If you're in Gus Macker on top men's, you can have two other big guys. You just need a guard to control the ball and get it moving and run the whole court. Say your big guy gets a double team back out. He's knocking down three. Damian Lillard can shoot. We've all seen that. He's hit big shots in the playoffs. He's hit game winners. Damian Lillard is the real deal, and he's going to be my point guard. The only reason I didn't pick Steph Curry, the only reason, is because Steph Curry's a bust. He's not physical He's enough. not physical That's enough. why. That's- Damian Lillard has the bulldog in his mind that he can play in a Gus Macker setting. So I don't think if someone got up in Steph Curry – I don't and got physical with him. He don't like he don't like physicality. Okay. Steph Curry don't like it. Yes, yeah, Steph could sit back at the end of the top men's court and throw in threes. Yes, he could. But Damian Lillard can too. One of the game winners I remember is a highlight. He almost hit it from uh three quarter court. I mean not three quarter court. He almost hit it from half court. He pulled in. It would have been like a almost a volleyball shot, I guess, for a high school court. He pulled up and he won it and it, Drain somebody's somebody's eye. Yeah. I remember that highlight for who was against his playoff game. It don't matter. But Damian Lillard, he's clutch. He's a bulldog. I'm going with him, KD, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. Solid. So, I'll tell you a couple more I considered. I'll just throw them out there if you want to yeah, talk about him. Yeah, fine. go for it. Kawhi. Thought about him. Man, you know what? I think Kawhi's like LeBron. They're kind of the same player. They're not good three-point. I mean, they can shoot threes, but they're not great. They like getting to their end. They're both Bulldogs. So that's why I took Kevin Durant over Kawhi because yeah. I've already got LeBron. Yep, yep. Is that your train of thought too? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I just I, – I, I feel like Kawhi can give, you, can give you some great defense, but offensively I think he's he lacks a little bit from the four that I got. Um, what about – uh, Harden. Yeah, yeah. He just sucks on defense. Yeah, he just doesn't really. All care. he wants to do is shoot threes and pull up, dude. I would hate. I've said it before to you. I would hate to play on that guy's team. <laughs> it would not be any fun at dude, all. Now that you're breaking up, people, I might want to change my answer. I mean, I don't. I love. No, I'm not changing my answer. But behind Damian Lillard at point guard. You know who would be the freaking perfect Gus Macker player? Russell Westbrook. I was going to mention him next. <laughs> he is the perfect Gus Macker point guard because that guy's got energy. He is running. He's rebounding. He's dishing. Problem is, he can't really shoot that well, and he likes to shoot a lot. So that might hurt your Gus Macker team. Yeah. I got another one for you. You said something about a mad dog. There isn't a bigger mad dog in the NBA than Draymond Green. 
He, I mean, he wouldn't I mean, help you much with scoring, but he would be all over on defense. He's physical. As you got to have that guy on your Gus McAtee, yeah. Corey. He, he, you're right. You're right. You got to have that one bulldog. They he, might not score a lot, but yeah. he does everything else. Yeah, he'd be fun to watch on he's the top men's screens. Gus Macker. Yeah, he's setting screens. He's in people's heads. Yeah, he would be pissing off the other team so much that that's almost just an advantage of scoring and defense. That'd be fun to watch, man. Yeah, man, yeah. It, I, it'll never happen, but that would be fun. Hey, to Brian. Watch. This is why you're winning the gift card. Great question. I'll message you or I'll text you and we'll have we'll get it to you, man. That's a great question. I'm glad you kicked off our first voicemail segment with an awesome question. Now, listeners, you've heard what we're about. Send it in. It don't have to be a question. Send it in. Just tell us what you think about the show. Let us know. Yeah, just send send stuff in. Like I said, we're just we just want to interact with you guys. So anything you want to send in, anything you feel Feel like you need to say or want would like to say, send it on in. Even Look. even if you guys don't like the show, say there's something you say there's something you want us to get better at. We want to hear it because we're only here to get better. We're here for you guys. You guys listen to our show every Thursday. If you guys don't like a part, say hey, Rolski, stop stuttering. Hey, DG, you know, quit being so serious. Let hey, us what's know. up? What's up with this? Why are you guys talking about this? Or why aren't you talking about that? You know, or just, you know, yeah, like he just said, send us in a topic. Give us some constructive criticism. Yeah, here. let us know what we need to do. Appreciate y'all. Corey with the K, we're moving on. Rolski, it's time for the questions. Dang, man, that came quick. Time's going by fast. I want to give a quick shout out to our friends from the Old Canal Smokehouse. They're known for their unique craft beer selection, the rare bourbons to go along with their amazing food. You can dine in, order takeout, or even have them cater your next event. Visit them in their newly renovated space in 94 East Water Street in downtown Chillicothe. They are the ones providing the gift cards for Brian for the best voicemail. Corey with a K. First question. First question is from Kyle. Would you rather wear the same pair of socks or the same pair of underwear for one month straight? I'm going to hop on this one first. I think it was uh, it was uh, this is past weekend. Um, we went tent camping up north with some friends of ours, and my wife packed everything under the sun for this camping trip. Uh, she made steak kebabs, she made chicken kebabs, wrapped them up in foil, packed them in the cooler. We had all kinds of food. We had like five different pillows for the tent. We had like two air mattresses, three tarps. I mean, it just it blew my mind the amount of stuff she packed for this thing. Of course. She's the one that laid it out. I'm the one that actually packed it into the car. Okay. Was it a little much? It seemed to be a little much to me. Okay. All right. She said, hey, make sure you pack your clothes, which I did. The morning of, I went in, packed packed a bag. So uh, we had a thing we had to do, take care of in town there, but then we left right afterwards, and we headed straight up there. Um, we get up there. It's about two, two and a half hour drive. We unpack the car. We set the tent up. We get all the food, the drinks, everything unpacked, all the supplies for the weekend. And then it hits me. Like I'm looking in the back seat. I'm looking in the trunk. Forgot my clothes. <laughs> Shit. Packed all, packed them all. And then I realized they're sitting in a duffel bag. It's on the bed. I just forgot. You know, I was packing all this other stuff. I just forgot. So I have, the only clothes I have is what I showed up for that weekend. So I got... I got a pair, of, a pair of tennis shoes, a pair of socks, a pair of underwear, a pair of shorts, and a t-shirt, and a hat. Like, that's it. That's Your all I had. Your stinking ass was stinking. So we got up there on Friday afternoon, 
we were going to stay Friday night. We were going to be up there all day Saturday, stay Saturday night, and then we were going to leave, you know, Sunday midday. So I'm realizing, and th- this this camping ground that we were, we were staying, there's a water park there. There's a lake. So it's all, you know, it's all hitting me now. Like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to sleep in these shorts and these underwear. I'm going to have to swim in them. I'm going to have to be up walking around in them all day. It was it was just, it was bad. So anyway, whatever. You know, I didn't really have a choice in the matter. I go about the weekend. The socks held up fine. I mean, they were they stunk at the end of the at the end of the weekend, but um but you know, whatever. They didn't have holes in them or anything. They did they did the job. They kept me from getting blisters in the shoes. But I tell you what really and and Kyle's asking about for one month here, okay? We were only there for two and a half days. And my underwear, I don't want to go into a lot of detail because our listeners probably don't want to hear that, but my underwear had lost all their elasticity. Okay. It's basically like I'm wearing a pair of shorts. They were hanging off of under a pair of shorts. Okay. (laughs) The chafe situation reached emergency level. Oh Lord have mercy. Luckily for me, I had some buddies that they packed extra and they 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 bailed me out there, but but that whole situation is going to inform my answer to this question. I'm definitely going to wear the same pair of socks for that entire month because of the issue I just ran into having worn the same pair of underwear for two and a half days this past weekend. Man, you know, I feel for you on that. That just sounds miserable. And I, you know, you know what really sucks? You know, we got a big county fair here, here in Ohio that we're all a part of and not able to have it, you know, traditionally this year because of COVID, whatever. But years past, chafing. All we do is walk around that place, and and there ain't, there's no place for chafing. That is the worst. And everybody listen to this that attends the Ross County Fair, and you guys walk all day, you're sweating, and that chafe comes. DG, that's just miserable, isn't it? And I tell you, somehow or other, though. Fair week, somehow, it always seems to be the hottest week of the year. Every year. It's just, it's just, usually it's just like, we're, we're up in the mid nineties and oh it's just, gosh. it's just miserable. humidity from hell. Yo. <laughs> Anyways, man, when I think of the same pair of socks or the same pair of underwear, I like, I, I, I'm not a big footy guy. I usually wear the mid the mid Nikes and I roll them down. I don't know why. I mean, I know it's it's out of style, but that's just the way I am. I, I roll with the mid Nikes with low tops. I don't care. Yeah, I'm a mid Nike guy. I'm not. A, I wear I wear footies, and then I don't. But the mids, the mids, there, it feels like there's just so much more to them, and they just, I just sweat in them, you know. But I can't get away from them because they're comfortable. They're comfortable. So you know what? I think I'm going to go with you on this one, because. Actually, no, you said socks. I said I'm going to rock the socks. Okay. Ah, oh, man. I've never had... So if I was going to wear the same underwear, you swam in them, correct? Yeah. I'm making sure I'm not swimming. So if I'm wearing a pair of shorts and I got my uh, underwear on for a month, hopefully I can't smell the stench and they still form to my body. Some people are going to say you're disgusting. You know what? I'm different. Rolski's different. You guys, Corey's K, I'm pretty different, ain't I? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'd say so, too. So, <laughs> I'm going to go with, I'd rather wear the same pair of underwear. 
Because one, I'm going to make sure I don't shit my pants. Two, I'm going to make sure I don't piss my pants. But my socks, I mean, I'm going to have shoes on. They're going to sweat. And I wear mid. You might wear, You did you have? I was wearing, I was rocking footies. You say you're rocking footies, so they're thinner. They're not going to absorb as much. See, I'm not, I'm not making much from my argument here, <laughs> but, but I'm going to go socks because, because I don't know why. God damn it. Move to the next one. I'm wearing socks. <laughs> next, next question's from Austin. You're going to rob a bank. You are only allowed two items to have or use during this robbery. Which two items are you picking? You know what? I think this one was pretty easy for me. And I had I had I had a good answer for this one until I rode home with a friend. We'd ride to work every day. And I was I was trying to ask him. He's a he's a loyal listener, so I know he wasn't going to spoil it for anybody. And I just asked him, I said, What would you do in this situation? And he told me, he goes, You know what? I'd want a mask. I'd want a mask. And that wasn't what I had picked until I thought about it. I'm thinking, yeah, man, you don't want your face shown on the camera. So I'm going to tell you what I had picked first. So I had picked a duffel bag. I'm like, I need a duffel bag for the money. And then he's like, well, yeah, but your face is still going to be there. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I guarantee you they got duffel bags in the vault, whatever. They got they got they got something in the vault. They got like coin sacks yeah, and they money got, bags. Yeah, and, yeah, they got something in there. So I said, you know what, you're right. So I'm gonna do a mask. He talked me into it. I'm gonna do a mask. And you know what I'm gonna wear? I'm gonna wear a gorilla suit. I'm not even I'm not even going for a mask. I'm gonna dress up like a gorilla. A whole gorilla suit. Because my buddy Buddy, he's got a gorilla suit and it's awesome. So if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it right. I'm walking in, in a whole gorilla suit. So that's one thing, right? That's one thing. A gorilla suit. I'm going to dress up like a gorilla. And then I'm going in with a gun. But listen, we don't promote violence on this podcast at all. So I'm taking a squirt gun. So one of those squirt guns that looks like a real gun. Or no, just like a little. I'm taking a squirt gun in with me. (laughs) But I'm going to spray paint it black. (laughs) Oh. Oh, okay. I'm taking a super soaker. In there, spray painted black, full of water, just in case anybody gets iffy with me. <laughs> yeah. I might give him a little squirt. So anyways, I'm going with the gorilla suit with a super soaker, spray painted black, because we don't promote violence on this podcast. DG. That, that's fair. So my first item, go with me here, three-piece suit. Okay. Yeah. So nice, nice pair of slacks, good, nice undershirt, vest, suit, tie. I mean, I want to be looking dapped, like dapper. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's my first item. My second item is going to be a fake ID as the president and CEO of that bank. Oh, my. 
Oh, I love this. I love this. Do you like this, that? Yeah, dude, you're so smart. I'm so stupid. I'm going in as a gorilla with a super soaker. I'm going to finesse. Holy shit. I'm going to finesse the money out of the safe. Right? Yeah, I'm dude. not taking it by force. I'm rolling up in there. Like, let's say, hopefully it's not a local bank. Like, let's say it's a PNC, right? They got branches nationwide. Yeah, I got you. So the teller probably isn't going to know what the president and CEO of that company looks like. You know, it's not like, oh, yeah, Bob. Bob's the president. He lives down the street, down there on Court Street. You know, it's not like that. So I walk in. I'm looking dapper. You know, I'm looking slick, man. And they're like, man, we don't have guys roll in and look like this every day. They say, who are you? Can I can I help you? And I, I lay out my ID. I give them a card that says, hey, president, CEO, PNC, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I say, hey, I'm just here doing a just doing a routine inspection. I just want to check the mainframes and make sure the security systems, you know, all good and checked out. And um, I'll probably be here after hours. You know, no, no big deal. I'll just I'll lock up when I leave. And they're, they're you know, they think I'm president and CEO. Like they're they're not gonna say, uh, no, sir, sorry, you can't do that. It's like I own. I can fire you right now if I wanted to. I'm president of this whole thing. Everybody leaves. And then from there, I don't really have a plan, but I'm there by myself. Yeah, you just lock up. There's no security. I could probably figure out how to turn the cameras off and, you know, hopefully make it happen. But three-piece suit and a fake ID. Those are my two items. Son of a bitch, he outsmarted me again. Corey K, you're up. All right, next one's from Adam. What car would you buy if you could pick anything ever created? And what do y'all drive now and why? I mean, this is... I don't know if I mentioned it before or not. I can't remember. But I'm a big uh, muscle car guy. Like a muscle car. DG, Corth K, you know what I've always drove. I, uh, I've i had a Mustang GT, V8. I've had a Pontiac GTO. What was that very V8? first car you had to dodge? Oh, with my the spoiler? God. The piece of shit Dodge Avenger. Don't even bring that up. <laughs> yeah, dude. Don't was, even bring that up. What a hot rod. That thing was a piece of fucking shit. That's what that was. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going... I, we're just acting like I never. that never happened. Okay? Okay. Can't believe you brought that up. It's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, so I had a Mustang GT V8. I had Pontiac GTO V8. Camaro Z28 V8. Whatever. So... If my if my dream car, obviously it's gonna have it's gonna be V8. It's gonna be a muscle car. I'm going with a Dodge Challenger SRT Demon, 808 horsepower stock, straight off the showroom floor. That's so much horsepower. Anybody's ever anybody who has ever had any experience with a muscle car, 808 horsepower is stupid, unbelievable. The most I ever had is like 420. So that's like double. And that's just, that's like no work done to it at all. It's just straight horsepower off the floor, going out onto the road and just ripping it up. So Dodge Challenger, SRT, Demon. Yeah, it's 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 not a Maserati. Yeah, it's it's not a Bentley. It's 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 not a Lamborghini, whatever. I'm just, it's a Dodge. Yeah, you, everybody's like, man, that's really what you want? Yeah, that's what I want. I want the American freaking muscle Dodge Challenger, SRT, Demon. And to answer, to answer the other question, I drive a Dodge Ram 1500 2014. I'm proud of it. Um, I finally got a job to where I could afford a truck. I've always wanted a truck, and I was never able to afford one. So I'm finally financial stable to be able to support my family and a car payment. So I finally bought myself 
a decent truck to drive, and I love it. DG, what you got? I love that, man. You started with the Dodge. Your dream car is a Dodge. You currently own a Dodge. That's you're, right. You're just a Dodge guy down there. I, I mean, I love the Challengers, man. I love them. Yeah. Word up. So uh, what car would I buy if I could pick anything ever created? So I'm not a flashy guy. And when I see Adam's question, when I see he says car, I'm going to just assume he means vehicle. Yeah, it's a vehicle. Yeah. So I'm like you, man. I... I, I've owned a truck for the first time in my life for about the last four months, and I love it. I've always wanted a truck. Me too. But I've never had one except for the last four months. And uh, so I think I'm going to stick with a truck because it's just something about a truck, man. You need to haul something. You don't have to go ask a friend or a buddy or a family member. Like, you have it. If you want to tow something, you got something to tow something. You know what I mean? It's just, they're just, they come in handy. I'm going to want something sharp, but I also don't want to dr- be driving something down the street where people turn and look and they're just like, who the hell's driving that thing? Like, that's just too much. You know, like, I agree. That's, that's, that's just way over the top. I don't want to be that guy. That's kind of why I went with the, the, you know, the Dodge yeah. Challenger. It's their best car they make, but it's also a Dodge. Yeah. You know, it's not a Lamborghini. Right. I don't want anything it's got that's lifted. I don't want anything it's got some kind of weird exhaust on it. Like, I, that's not me. So Some guys, they're about that, and that's fine. But, like, that's not me. So I think I'm just going to take a, uh, like, a newer model Ford Raptor F-150. Badass trucks. Yeah. Badass trucks. I love Fords. I've always, you know, my family, like, we've always been Ford people. I think it's a great brand. Um, I've driven Fords before. The Raptor, dude, just something about it. I love them. I love them. If you get the hopped up version of the Raptor with the upgraded suspension and stuff, man, that thing is badass. I know it is, but I don't think I would. I think I'm just going to get it just a standard model, just a base model. That's it. That's all I need. I don't need anything well, more than that. I mean, it's hard to find. It's hard to find a Raptor base model. I know, but <laughs> I mean, you know, the Raptor's like the hopped up version of the F one fifty. I get, I get that. So, but I guess what I'm it, saying is, if I'm going to get a Raptor, I'm going to try to get one that doesn't have all the bells and whistles. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, I got you. Something got that's you. just a little more basic. Copy so that. That's going to be my my pick for for any vehicle ever. Um, what I'm driving right now. And there's a lot of truck guys that are out there listening. They're going to roll their eyes at this one, but I got They aren't going to like it. No, it's fine, and it's and I know that, but it's you know, okay. It fits me. You know what? And I like it. Hell with them. I <laughs> right now I'm driving a 2011 uh, Honda Ridge Line. It's uh, I, you know, and like I said, there's going to be truck guys out there to be like Honda Ridge Line. That's not a real truck. Yeah. That's a that's an, you know, that's an SUV with a little bitty bed on the back of it. You know, whatever. I like it. He loves it. It uh, it serves its purpose. It's not bad on gas. The thing's gonna run forever. I got a good deal on it, and uh, and I'm loving it. So, it is what it is. You know what, DG? We both love our vehicles we got right now. If they don't like it, huh? Hell with them. <laughs> next question. All right. Next question is from Jordan. Is there a food that you hate so much that the smell of it makes you sick? If not, is there a food that tastes better than it smells? I'm going to go ahead because there's every freaking morning I wake up. Every morning I wake up, I smell the coffee brewing in my kitchen. I cannot stand the smell of coffee. I don't like it. 
I just don't like it. I always ask my wife. I was like, why do you like that? I mean, it's shit in a cup. It's basically what it is. It's shit in a cup. It, It does not taste good. It does nothing for you besides give you piss poor energy. Everybody says, well, it just gives you energy in the morning. Well, damn it, drink a Gatorade. I mean, electrolytes, fill up. Caffeine, uh. I don't even like pop, like if Mountain Dew, like I don't like Mountain, I mean, I like Mountain Dew, but I, I don't like drinking pop. So coffee in the morning, I don't like it. So if, if someone told me I had to drink a cup of coffee, DG, I couldn't do it. I would gag, I would, I don't think I could get it down. If they told me that I could win $1,000, I'll give you a thousand dollar check if you get that cup of coffee down. Oh man, I'm my mouth's watering right now. I don't think I can do it. Oh, that bad. Are you are you a coffee drinker? I love oh, coffee. Dang it. Coffee is a must for me. <laughs> Every morning. Doesn't matter where we're at. We were on that camping trip yeah, last weekend. Yeah. There's no, you know, we don't have any, you know, gas powered coffee maker or anything. Me and my wife, we drove all the way up to the front of the campground to get a cup of coffee. Like you say, all the way up. Yeah. How far are we I talking? I mean, it's not very far as the crow flies, but with camping and kids running all over the place, yeah. it's probably like a like a 15-minute drive there and then a 15-minute okay. drive back. Just to get coffee. But we had to, like, we had to have it. Yeah, man. I like, I'm trying to explain to y'all, like, I mean, most of the listeners, a lot of people our age, 30, you know, and up, they, they like they like their coffee in the morning. Like, I'm just not one. Yeah. Like, if I need energy in the morning, I'll wake up. I'll get a Gatorade. That's that's my co- that's my coffee. Like, I don't drink pop. I'm a water, Gatorade, beer kind of guy. I'm yeah. not a big pop guy. Now, I don't want to lie. I said I'd like a Coca-Cola. That's, that is, like, on last episode, I said I'd like a Coca-Cola with my combos or a slice of pizza. That's sparingly. Like I don't drink a lot of pop, but if I if I eat pizza and I'm not drinking beer, I'll have a pop. But it's 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 not all the time. And coffee is just one of my things, Jordan. I just I just can't stand. And another thing, I hate soy sauce. Yeah, <laughs> soy sauce on like a hibachi or anything. Can't stand the smell of it. Chinese food hate it. Hate it, absolutely hate it. I cannot eat it. The Japanese steakhouse at our local town here cannot stand it. Don't take me there. I've been drugged there several times. I say, don't touch my meat. Give me straight meat. Don't put nothing on it. No rice, no nothing, no sauce. Fry the meat and give it to me. That's all I want. (laughs) Don't touch it. Yeah. So soy sauce and coffee. Jordan, answer that question. Soy sauce and coffee. DG to you. Hey, respect. Um. And with the coffee thing, man, like, I don't know many people who are kind of halfway about coffee. You know, it's either people have to have it, they love it, absolutely love it, can't can't go morning without it, or it's like, keep that stuff away from me. Yep. It's like, it seems like it's either one or the other. I know Corey with a K, he's not a coffee guy either. No, definitely. Corey with K, what do you go with in the morning if you need like a... Oh, nothing. I just drink water. No orange juice. Nah, just always water in the morning. Yeah. Okay. I, can, I love the smell of coffee, but I can't stand it. I, uh, no. I, don't, I don't like anything else. No, hot. I tried to stop chewing once, and they came out with these coffee grind pouches. They're pretty good. <sighs> oh, are they? Well, I mean, I like coffee. I <laughs> I bought a freaking pack of them to try to stop chewing one time. I put one in, and I gagged through the thing back out through the can right in the trash. <laughs> Ain't happening. That bad. Yeah. All right. So, 
Um, is there a food that I hate so much that the smell of it makes me sick? No. I tell you, one, the, probably the thing that comes closest, and this is a weird one, rye bread. Rye bread. Um, I don't know what it is about rye bread. I've never really had a bad experience with it, but like for whatever reason, the smell of it, it doesn't make me sick, but it, it kind of turns my stomach just a little bit. And I've actually like on accident, I've eaten rye bread, like rye rolls at a restaurant or something like that before a meal. And it almost made me sick. I don't, I have no idea why, but it's kind of weird, but uh, rye bread would be the closest. Um, is there a food that tastes better than it smells? Yes. I would have to say Indian food. And I know you're probably not an Indian food guy. Yeah, I'm not. I don't have much experience with that. Yeah, Corey with a K, you got any Indian food experience? Yeah, I've had it a couple of times. There's a couple of buffets up in Columbus. We've hit up for lunch during work, and I agree 100%. My <laughs> wife is a huge, huge Indian food fan. Loves it. Loves it. I never had it before we started dating. It smells bad? So, so she, we went to an Indian restaurant when we first started dating, and uh, I said, I have no idea what to, what to order. Like, there's this menu. You can't tell what anything is based on the menu, really. I said, what do you think I would like? And she said, well, you like chicken, right? I said, yeah, I love chicken. So she ordered this this dish for me. It's called chicken tikka masala. They bring it out. It's this little tray of chicken. It's uh, it's in this, like, kind of orange sauce. And uh, I'll tell you, the smell of it turned my stomach immediately. I was just like, ugh, I don't know about this. They bring you white rice. They bring you um, some, like, flat some flat garlic bread um, with it. But I thought, I don't know how this is going to go. But, you know, whatever. I, I tried it out. And, dude, it was delicious. I mean, I love chicken tikka masala. And I, every time we go, that's all I get because I'm kind of scared to order anything else. But, yeah, that's one thing that when I smelled it, I was like, ugh, I don't know. But it, it's delicious and I love it. Um, put a little rice on there. Dip a little garlic naan in there. Delicious. Great meal. So chicken tikka masala. Yeah, Jordan, I really don't have nothing that comes to mind that smells better than it tastes. So, we're going to move on to the question of the week. Listeners, on your feet, it's time for the question of the week. Brought to you by the old canal smokehouse. For the very first time, standing at the top, he goes by the name of You rob a bank and take a billion dollars, but you get caught. The judge in the courtroom gives you two options. One, give all the money back and get off scot-free. Two, you can keep the money, but you have to do five years in the roughest, most dangerous prison in the world. Which are you choosing? For me, it's an easy one. I'm just... I'm going up to the cop saying, sorry, officer, here's your money back, and I'm going to hell home. (laughs) (laughs) Corey with the K jumping in from right field. I love it. Hopped right in on that I love it. I love it. Yeah, hey. Hey, 
I respect, I respect your opinion. Yeah. Ruth yeah. K, that was awesome. I thought this one was an easy one, so I threw mine too. <laughs> hey, it's all good, brother. <laughs> so before we get started, Ruth K, I respect your answer, but before we get, before we get started, we already had one robbery question earlier. And Jalen sent in another one. So that people might think, like, why would you guys have two robbery questions? Well, these guys, I know for a fact, have no idea who each other are. So that's what the Sip and Serve podcast is about. We're getting random questions in left and right from different different people. So send them in. We'll, we're taking all, we're taking all, and we're taking everything. It's that's our right. IDG. That's right. So when I when I think of this question, Jalen, I'm robbing a bank and I'm getting a billion. I'm not taking a million. I'm taking a billion. A billion, dude. That is a shitload of money. From one bank. So we're hitting the Federal Reserve on this one. This ain't no regular bank robbery. We're hitting it all. So I can either give it all back and go home scot-free, or I'm going to spend five years in the roughest, most dangerous prison. As much as I'd like a billion dollars. As much as I... What's the matter, Corey? You're laughing over here. I see you. I agree with you. As much as I would like a billion dollars... My skinny, bald ass, ain't surviving in that prison. I'm going to tell you that right now. They're going to throw me down like a freaking rag doll. <laughs> They're going to have their way with me. I, I'm not sure what they're really going to do with me, but I'm going to get my ass kicked. I mean, I'm going to be their bitch. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm six foot three. I'm bald, and I weigh 170 pounds. Them guys are going to... I mean, these are the baddest criminals in the freaking world here we're talking about. Yeah. They don't give a shit what happens to me. They're in there for life at this point. They're going to... I mean, they're going to have their way with me. So, it's either my life or a billion dollars. Is there somehow that I survive this? So... Like, can I get put in... What do they call that? Solitary. Solitary. Can I get put in solitary where these guys can't touch me? Well, the thing about solitary is you're going to have to do something. That, I'll, I'll, that I'll punch the guard straight in the freaking mouth. It's going to take more there. than that, I think. I'll, you might have to shank somebody to get put in solitary. <laughs> but then that's going to put my five years up. I'm If I shank a guard or something, they're going to put me. But if I you're, shank. You're right. If I shank a gangster in there or something, if I ever get out of there, they're killing me right away. You're going to get jumped. Yeah, I'm you'll get, get jumped while you're in there. Yeah, I'm get. I mean, yeah. They, but yeah, if you get out, you're you're probably gonna get a hit put on you. Jalen, to answer your question, I'm gonna make this real quick. I'm going home. I'm giving up the money and I'm going home. DG, what you got? So, Jalen, this is this is a good question, man. This this is pretty thought provoking for me. Um, my answer is going to be I, I'm going to have to give the money back and go home. Um, but the the more I think about it, the more I think. Is there a way? Uh, one, we're talking about one billion dollars, right? That 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 money can change your family's life for generations. Oh yeah, right. This is this is going to change your kids' lives, your grandkids' lives, your great grandkids' lives, your great great grandkids' lives. I mean, this money is just an insane amount of money. You've got to be smart for people. You, you got to be smart about it. You can't just you can't just you know you can't have a family that's just gonna go out and blow it on stupid stuff. No, I wasn't saying that. Oh, what what are you saying? I'm saying I like your answer. I know where you're going with this. I feel like, 
So when you get into this prison, you've got to get in there and you've got to get into the right people. You've got to be smart about it. If you wanted to keep the money, let's talk about keeping the money. That That's what I wanted to kind of explore. Yeah, yeah go with it. So you got to be smart. Is there a way I can survive these five years in prison? Yeah. It's, it's not going to be pleasant no matter how you slice it. You're gonna you're gonna either have stuff happen to you. You mess up one time, or you're gonna see see stuff, or you're gonna get jumped. You're gonna get physically assaulted, and like the the mental part of it, like the stuff you see, is gonna mess you up for life, most likely. Five years, long time. And yeah, maybe you don't survive it, but let's say you did. Let's say somehow you got through it. You're not gonna be the same dude coming out. No way. No way you're going to be the same guy coming out of that prison. I mean, you get out of there. Say you're a normal guy like me and you, and we get stuck in there with these guys. Yeah. They're in a whole different mind state than what me and you are. No. You come out, you, you who knows, you might have PTSD. You might not be able to sleep at night. You might, you might just, like, when you get out, you're so afraid of everything. You might just, like, shut yourself in the house, keep the lights off all day long. Like, I don't know how good your quality of life would be coming out of that situation. You know what I mean? Um, you and I are both married. Like, are we going to, are, are our wives going to be able to put up with us? First of all, they got to, they got to get through five years without us in their lives. You know what I mean? We're locked up. So is our marriage going to last five years while we're in there? Is that going to be something we got to sacrifice when we come, when we come out? We're not going to be the same people. So what you know? What happens there? Are they gonna be able to stay with us? Yeah. Um, they gonna be able to deal with us? What about our friends? Are our friends even gonna be able to hang out? Like, are we even gonna be in a? You know, are we gonna even be able to hang out with our friends anymore? Are we gonna be so messed up in the head that we can't anymore? You gotta stay home. Yeah. Like, what if something happens? What if we get like physically assaulted while we're in there and we're like confined to a wheelchair for the rest of our yeah. lives? Are scared we scared like, to death of the public? Yeah, you don't even want to go outside. Or what if, like, we have our mental mental issue, mental health issues are so bad that we can't even function in normal society? You know what I mean? These are all questions I considered. Am I willing to put up with all that if my family gets a billion dollars that can just completely change everything for my family for generations? Is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Basically, am I willing to sacrifice myself for five years in order for my family to prosper? For the next 100, 200 years. Yeah, you're right. But think about this, DG. Think about this, Corey the K. If we're in there, we come in. Yeah, we might we might look like we might look like the weak link as soon as we get in there. But if we could use our smarts and infiltrate into a group of people that could protect us. If we made friends, me and you are both friendly people. I can make friends like that. I love everybody. I can make friends with anyone. And you can too. I know that. So if we could infiltrate in there and make friends right away, like get somebody to take us underneath their wing and protect us, protect us while we're in there and just be like, hey, this is my guy. No one mess with him. Like that, maybe the head guy in the prison be like, hey, man, I like this guy. He's cool. He's friendly. And he just takes us underneath our wing. That could be the if you could infiltrate yourself in there, weasel your way in somehow, some way. Because we're, me and you, we can both talk. You're smarter than me, but we might be able to weasel our way in and just find us a nice little spot in that prison. So that's another place. That's another thing to think about. True, but like 
you're thinking about that's a risk. That is a risk. <laughs> me and you, we're white, right? We're in prison. The only group that we're probably going to be able to get in with is like the skinheads, like oh, the, no. the, the neo Nazi group. No, no, what no, you, no. You ever seen American History X? No, I haven't seen it. Well, don't watch it because it'll haunt your dreams. I mean, I, I get along with everybody. I feel like I might be able to talk to a few guys and we, I might be able to make friends with them. Well, I mean, if. But, you, anyways, I told him I was giving up the money, so I don't even have to think about it. I'm not even choose, taking the risk. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I weighed that. Like, I'm just saying, this is what I thought of when I read this question. That being said, I'm I I can't I'm not going to risk that, man. I just I can't. So I'm going to give the money back too. Yeah, I'm giving the money back. I'm for giving sure. the money back and going to my normal life. Yeah, for sure. I am too, Jalen. Hell of a question, man. First question. That was question of the week. It made us think. Keep bringing them. This is your first time. Keep bringing them, man. We appreciate it. Appreciate the support to all the listeners. Thank you all for sending in. That'll do it for us. This is the end of our show. Hope you all enjoyed listening. Don't forget to rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you are listening and downloading, give us a five-star rating. We'll appreciate it. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Sip and Serve Pod and like us on Facebook. Our email is sipandservepod at gmail.com. Send in those questions for episode 10. Also, as DG has reminded you all episode, don't forget to call us on our Sip and Serve hotline and leave us a question or story, or comment to be heard on the show. Our number is 740-720-3537. I appreciate everybody that sent in questions. There were some good ones this week. Keep hitting up that hotline. Uh, we got some good calls uh, this week. Keep them coming. Uh, we, we'd like to hear from you. Whatever you have to say, we want to hear it. I'm DG. I'm just along for the ride. I'd like to give a quick shout-out to our friends down there at the Old Canal Smokehouse for donating these gift cards ladies and gentlemen we need at least three voicemails every week to give away a gift card this is our first week with three voicemails brian congratulations i will be giving out your gift card my name is rolski stay hot stay safe and we'll catch you on the next episode of the sip and serve podcast DG, is Monk's vein really real? The vein is definitely a thing. <laughs>